Welcome to the IDP show. I'm your host, Josh Raymer, joined in so Shack tonight. On my right, Adam Markham. On my left, Connor Raymer. Gentlemen, how are we this evening? Chilling, man. Chilling, man. Got to see this fun gentleman, uh, Polish off 18 today at Bowling Green Country yes, Club. Sir. So, Addy, you had 18 in the morning with our boy Sam. Yes, sir. 8.30. 8.30 yeah. tea time this morning at Kenny Perry. Thank you, Kenny. Thank you, Kenny. We thank you. And then you shot uh, nine with Connie over at Bowling Green Country Club. Sure, sure. Rounded it at uh, Kenny around noon. Then I had to hightail it back to Bowling Green to meet Connor out at the Country Club. You got a police escort all the way from Franklin? Oh, nice. Yes, sir. Look at you. Were you the one that was the high-speed chase from Franklin into Bowling Green? Did y'all see this today? No. Uh, Joe Emma, we had a high-speed chase coming from. What time? Uh, it was in the morning, like uh, late morning. Wow. Like around lunchtime. They basically crashed downtown into a, into a parked car, I think, and that's how they finally got him. Good deal. No, I didn't see that. But, that, uh, yeah, that would have been. That would have been you. That would have been me. I that? got a tea time. I hey, gotta I was, go. I was flying. I was I was uh, cutting it close. I think I rolled in the parking lot at like eight uh, twenty seven, and then I teed off uh, eight thirty. That's usually you do the I, same thing at Bowling Green too. Literally, is what I do now most times. There's not a lot. There's no range time. The range might as well not exist. You just uh, come out, grip it, and rip it. No, no putting greens. Yeah, we we. Uh, was it We're Dion ready. that ran the forty and just like walked in the stadium mm-hmm. and didn't yep. stretch and did it and just ran out of the stadium? That's yep. me. That's Adam. That he was goes, Dion. Puts a 90 up, gets a club at the turn at the club. Thank yes, you very sir, much. Yes, sir. What do you think time. of that? Give oh, us a great. score on air. It was great. Uh, yeah, the uh, I'd say as far as club sandwiches go, it's it's solid eight. You know, That's nice. So. The standard being the the Rafferty's club. This is the last we'll say anything about our, our uh, round of golf today, but um, you had some great shots. You need to mention what happened, though. You need to let the listeners know. What happened, but Daddy? not like Connie. Oh. Connie, I am Connie's good luck charm. Connie had another chip in a day. And okay. a par. Another, yeah, a and par. a par. And he got, he got himself a par. Connor's, nice. uh, Connor's starting out. I think this is probably Connor's 15th, 20th round, maybe total ever. Yeah, 20 range. The goal, listeners, just sort by just in full idea of where we're at just as a barometer is I'm about a 120 golfer right now. This is a really long course though. It's very tough. And um I've heard that yeah, I've heard Bowling Green Country Club's a tough course. It's it's a hard one. So I've intentionally joined out there with the idea of getting better. So um it's not great. The idea is hopefully to get down to 100 by next summer. So But you got a kid coming. Yeah, we're like yeah, like under next Saturday. T- uh, yeah, next yeah. Saturday. We're less than 2 weeks out from baby number 3. How you feeling? Yeah, I'm probably never going to play golf again. I was going to say, uh, <laughs> all the I hopes and happen. dreams have been dashed and scattered to the winds, Addy. And yeah. you don't have much time either, yeah, by the way. Right, yeah, I'm just, I'm laughing, but yeah, I'm not, you know. I'm crying on the inside. Truly, yeah, my time's coming as well. Our due date is uh, May 23rd. May 23rd. So yeah, golf is about to uh, take a back seat. Addy's going to be out there like as soon as the weather gets above 40 degrees in February. No, just getting him in. Hey, golf's going to take uh, a trunk because the back seat's going to be full with the baby, uh, whatever those things are called. So <laughs> <laughs> like Joe Biden was like, make sure the kids are, are listening to the, the xylophone or what, not the xylophone. <laughs> what is Listen to the record player. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that thing's called, you secure your child in a, a baby seat, maybe. a car seat, <laughs> car seat. There it is. There a seat is. for your car. What is it called? Again, I cracked that first beer at nine a.m. Guys, <laughs> and we tell me some. Truly, slack. is amazing that, that you all don't understand at home. 
the, it was about a 90% chance these two were going to conk out at about uh, 8.30 and I was going to be doing a solo pod tonight. Oh, I got a nap in. I, I took a, uh, yeah, I, I passed at like 7.45 and I had, you know, my usual 5 to, to 10 alarm set. <laughs> Woke up on the 7th. Just Adam scrolling down like through a dozen alarms to set them all five minutes apart. Pretty much. But hey, we made it. We're here. That's right. We're here. Bobo is in Pigeon Forge. Yes, sir. At the uh, Hatfields and McCoys dinner show tonight. He, I told him he needed to do Hatfields and McCoys, and he said no, sir. Did you ever, um, just out of curiosity, I, I looked up like what, like what the dinner was at one of those things. They give they give everybody like a whole rotisserie chicken. Do they really? <laughs> Somehow I feel like there would still be people leaving that that would say, I don't feel like I got my money's worth. I don't know, man. I feel like uh I feel like people would really love that, the, the people that would attend those those type deals. I think that'd be a great meal for for those folks. I kinda wanna I just wanna you know, in like video games, you, when your character would die, you could like move the camera around and just like see things on the mm-hmm. battlefield. I want to just be able to like swoop in with a camera and just just look at people in that <laughs> natural environment, N- not to where they knew I was there and they would act weird, but like just naturally taking in Hatfields and McCoys. What do these people look like? The conversations are, are yeah, going on. Yeah, what's being said? Yeah, I agree. You know, like that's just a fascinating swath of humanity that's if, there. Yeah, if you've done the Hatfields and McCoys dinner show, let us know out there. Please reach out, send pictures. We really, we really do want to know, Connor, what that's like. S- speaking of like Hatfields and McCoys and all this, how was Yellowstone? Man, it was great. We had the uh, season four premiere on Sunday. Uh, so sorry. What was the Sunday night game that night? It was um, Titans, Titans and Rams. Game. Yeah, great game. Sorry, tight ones. Uh, had to miss that. But um, no, it was good. Uh, probably the most tense 10 minutes of television I've ever watched. The beginning of that premiere. More than like Breaking Bad? It was right up there. I mean, you were edge of your seat, beyond the edge of your seat. Is Yellowstone the best show on TV right now? Is that a. Uh, Probably right now, yes, because we don't have Better Call Saul. Ozark's not starting back until January. Um, so I, I would say right now, yes. I'm out of the TV game. I don't know what's going on. So. Well, that's good. That was a good pull that you would know. Um, I've seen a lot about that. A, a guy... Uh, a guy I work with on Halloween dressed up like one of the main characters. Probably Rip. Did he have on a dark black yes, jacket sir. with sunglasses? Looked very hot. Yeah, that's Rip. Um, and it was great. There's another one coming out with if you're a Kyle Chandler fan or a Jeremy Renner fan. We got uh, Mayor of Kingstown. It's a Paramount Plus exclusive coming out from the same guy who did Yellowstone, uh, debuting on Sunday. So we'll be checking that out as well. Hmm. TV talk. Yeah, Connor yeah, knows I love TV. Up for that. I knew you'd love that. He's our pop culture king. Oh That's yeah, That's right. If you want TV takes, listeners, hit up my DMs. I will actually talk to you uh, about television, movies. Boys, I, I did hear from our boy John Macri today, and he said, did, did you all happen to see the movies that we drafted? Me, John, Johnny, Joey, and Mike. Yeah, was I was awesome. curious which guy, which movie you guys would be most uh, excited to attend. That was kind of the the question we threw out on Twitter. Like, which of these movies like speaks to you? I think it was just Johnny's. Johnny's. Johnny, Johnny had the uh, Kursk. He had all the awesome yeah actors, and then uh, based on a true story, then the director is awesome. Yeah, everything he does is good. 
You called for my help on Twitter, and I'm sorry. I just didn't look at the list like I should have, so that's on me. So I'm just horribly underprepared. Yeah, right Joey's now brother came list. in and threw him a vote, and I was like, where's my brother? I need to get uh-huh. a, like, a, like a pity vote at least look in here. Yeah, that was a plug, man. I was really getting off the grid. So mine was, I realized afterward, mine was essentially Lethal Weapon reboot, just with Keanu Reeves and Lakeith Stanfield and Gal Gadot and uh, the, Shane Black, who was the original director of Lethal Weapon. So, if you liked Lethal Weapon, you would love my movie. And Keanu Reeves. And Keanu Reeves. Who's the man? The star of uh, John Wick 4 just wrapped filming. So He's that guy, pal. Come get it. Hey, if you haven't seen one last pop culture ref, The the Harder They Fall, on Netflix, it's got Idris Elba, it's got Lakeith Stanfield, it's got Jonathan Majors. I mean, it is just an awesome action movie. None of those names mean anything to me, Josh. <laughs> it's a good, it's a stellar cast. Like, as if you see the trailer, you'll recognize a lot of the folks in this movie. You can chew on this. This is the last, last pop culture thing. Who plays you in a, in a movie about yourself? If you don't know right now, think about it and just give me an answer for the end of the show. Probably. Um... I know the television character that's probably the closest thing I've seen on TV to, like, me. So I'd probably just say that person because I feel like they could. Who would yours be? Mine was Ben Wyatt from Parks and Rec. Uh. Um, that's the closest I've seen. Like when he came out sobbing in the full Batman costume, I was like, I've never felt more seen than right now. <laughs> <laughs> so mine's Ben Wyatt. That's who I would have play me. I'd say probably like Will Forte. Something Will like Forte is absolutely the choice for you. And Connor would be Channing Tatum. We've already discussed this. Let's go, dog. <laughs> I That's what I've be. said. In the movie about my life, I'm played by uh, Ben Wyatt's uh, actor. I'll look up his name. And then Channing Tatum. That's Connor. Will, Will Fortes. I had to look him up to remember who he was. Some of his pictures. McGruber. <laughs> yes. That's what a lot of them were. It's just so, uh, so funny. So, listeners, if you have comments on who you think any of us would be played by, and we obviously want to include Bobbo in this uh Throw a comment out there on the, on the Twitter. Be? Yeah, who it's would Bobby good. be? So uh, I wanted to add the actual name. Adam Scott is the actor who would mm, play me. Yeah, he's great. Um, Bobo, that is an excellent question. Hmm. It would have to have a little bit of, like, country, oh, yeah. you know, sensibility. Um, we'll have to think on that one. Yes, ma'am. Something like that. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> like a... Like some southern charm. Like a, yeah, like, like a lesser-known, like, Matthew McConaughey type. Yeah, be like... Comfortable in a cowboy hat. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Take his shirt off, yeah. twitch around his head, spin like a helicopter, North Carolina. Come on and raise up. It's a great Y'all want to restart the show? <laughs> <laughs> now we're 10 minutes in. We're already, this is right. sunk cost this is at it, this point. But we got a good show for y'all. Connie's going to join us for the first part here. We're going to hit the news and some injuries, and we're going to talk a little ball. And then after the break, we're going to hit the rookie snap share and also do Dynasty IDP this or that. If you saw on Twitter, Addy had some polls. Big yes, poll sir. lover was putting out those polls. And we, hard polls, too. They were very hard. Made to think. They did. I had to think about uh, quite a few of them. We have some surprising results on these that we'll get to share yes, with you sir, all. I love big hard polls. He does love them, folks. That's what the Twitter handle. I do miss. What was it before that, though? Well, it's still, it's back. It's just, it was, I was, uh, I changed it to big poll lover for that. You know, that brief, day. And that brief day. We're back to tremendous presence in this space. Ah, oh, that really is the best. When, <laughs> when when John included that in the video that Buddha Baker liked and DM'd him about. Best moment of my life. <laughs> Thank you, John. Did you know this, Connor, that 
Our boy John Macri mentioned Adam's Twitter handle of tremendous presence in this space in a video that he put out on Twitter that Buda Baker liked, watched, and DM'd John about. <laughs> so Buda Baker knows who the tremendous presence in this space is. And you are a tremendous presence in this space, and you're a big poll lover. Yes, lots of people are saying that. That's That has been said in the community before. So, boys, let's hit a couple pieces of news here. Bit of a slow news week. We've got the OBJ, uh, OBJ thing swirling. No definitive team yet. He did clear waivers. We'll talk about him in just a second. But a couple of, well, let's start with probably the, the craziest piece of news in what has been a just tremendously insane year for the Las Vegas Raiders. They, ra- they waived uh, 2020 first-round pick Damon Arnett, or 2019. I think 2019 first-round pick Damon Arnett, after he threatened to kill someone yeah. on Instagram Live. Hey, we've all been there, right? Was shown with a gun. Sure. Um, Connor, uh, WTF is going on in Las Vegas. I, literally, I cannot remember a season that has been this crazy before for a football team. Yeah, it's crazy. And the thing is, is everybody here has been to Vegas, right? Yeah. Vegas, baby! It really is. Like no, he that. was a 2020 first-round pick. Yeah. That's crazy. With... Uh, with rugs rugs both those guys yes. right yeah jesus you always yep. hear the teams talk about like oh they've home team's gonna have an advantage because this away team's coming in and they're in vegas mm-hmm. well, these people live in vegas all the time so they're gonna be around crazier and crazier stuff so probably not a bad guy but if you're out there getting a bunch of money and just living start living a certain lifestyle and start seeing you know all types of crazy stuff out in the desert out there which is just what Vegas does that's yeah. the US version it's of where kind of- everyone goes to be their most insane so oh, yeah. Yeah. making making you know connections with bad people yeah. making millions of dollars as a 22 23 year old imagine being 22 23 connor living in Las Vegas rich famous millionaire there's going to come a point and i hate to say this cuz it's like super controlling to an extent but this was over a, a Twitter exchange with a fan just getting under his skin. Really? Well, I didn't know the context. I just saw a little bit of the video. Yeah, it was crazy. So, And I think what's going to happen eventually, and this is where I, I don't believe in this as like a, a whole, but if I'm a if, – if I if I own an NFL team and I'm trying to keep my players eligible and I'm getting younger players and want to be on social media, that's fine. But – I almost would have to make my biggest players have some type of social media manager that's you, overseeing what they're doing because I just don't I don't want there to be a situation where you lose your temper after a game and human emotions get in the way and you say one wrong thing and then we're expected to have to to cut you or do something that punishment doesn't match the crime but you got to save face with the public. That's right, especially in a season where you've dismissed your head coach for being a racist, sexist, misogynist. You've had Henry Ruggs um commit essentially um, homicide with his vehicle, driving drunk. And now I, I do wonder if they hadn't had this backdrop of just horrific things that have happened. If Arnett gets cut, probably so because he flashed the gun. There was also in the like video. homophobic language. And exactly. Stuff in there. That he was, said over and over. Yes, exactly. Like he's, he's like, I'm going to kill. Here's the thing too. You're, there is plenty of attorneys that are like, they're going to say, call that guy and say, hey, yo, hey, I'll represent you. He's threatening to kill you on video. And he has a gun. gun. Like, a he has the gun. means to big do guns. so. Yeah. yeah. So, not your normal standard gun. So. Yeah. Like the double barrel. <laughs> like, it's just way out of control. Even as like a redneck in Kentucky that has lots of guns, that is excessive. I mean, again, yeah. you go out in Vegas, 
It is crazy, though. You want to take away their guns, Connor? Take away their social media and their guns and their gerbs. But if you want to keep your gerbs, you probably have to learn how to be 20, especially again. like It is crazy. I just now put two and two together, though. Uh, Those were their first round picks from last season. Yeah, both of them. Both had weapons. Both, uh, I don't know if Arnett was under the influence uh, or not. But um, just gone in a span of 10 days, 14 days. It's crazy, man. What's the similarity here? Do you really have to be on social media? Like, like, do you have to be that much online guy? Like, can you not just pay someone to run your social so you're still getting, like, who, Tom Brady doesn't really run his social, but no one does social better than Tom. Yeah. I know you're not on IG, but, like, Ty's, uh, Tom Brady's social media team, they should they are the best social media team, and all they have is, like, a weekly cameo from Tom doing, like, a 10-second what happened last game, and then there's a nice compilation of the game before. Tom's also 43. Yeah. Or 44. He has that perspective that a 22, 23-year-old is not going to have. And I just wish guys could look at people like that. And, of course, he's, you know, he's one of the goats, if not the goat. He's going to be a billionaire because he's made these smart decisions and he's focused on football. Big into crypto now. Yeah, he is a big (laughs) crypto guy now. But, like, you would just think that, like, people would see guys like that and say, you know, I could still have my personality and stuff on social. I don't want to be just like totally off the grid, but if you cannot keep your emotions in check, kind of like with the new taunting rule, which I'm sure we'll get into, like you're, it's just going to cost you. Hey, that's social media in general, baby. It is. Yeah. I, I, this has happened before. Didn't um, there was a player with a, with like a common name for the Browns maybe, or the Washington football team that threatened to kill a reporter. Uh, yeah. I remember that. And uh, I'm pretty sure got released as well. Yeah. So nothing good ever happens on the the live. Remember Antonio Brown had the Instagram live that's right. thing. Yeah, they he was out just, in the front yard, right? They should just ban players from going live. Uh, Debo Samuel, he's a guy that's always going live. It's always I'm always like, oh boy, please well, don't say anything. And it's it is kind of just funny coincidental timing that today they roll out Twitter Blue. I'm sure you guys have seen this. You can pay three dollars a month to be able to edit your tweets after you send them. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there's other features as well that are included, but that's the big one. Would no. you do that? Absolutely not. No. I've got, a, I've got enough. I'm, I've got enough subscriptions. I don't want to pay. We all hate Twitter as it is. We just have to have it for what we do. I'm not going to pay to enjoy it less. I'd like to start paying for it. You should, Addy. They should force all the players. This would make it easier that you're – account like there should be a verified type of account and this may already exist and i'm just a peasant and don't know about it but your account can't receive dms That's what unless I've always you're verified said. yes there there has to be a form of twitter that us you know peasants don't have that's just verified twitter and you don't see any replies you don't see any dms unless you are friends with that person and that person has to be verified you know how much happier you would be oh gosh and what's crazy is guys like darius leonard is very open about like searches his name out on Twitter mm-hmm. all the time because he uses that as fuel. To me, that would mean, I mean that man just got a $100 million contract. What would what, mean nothing what, to me? It's Well, that's that Jordan mentality of, like, you have to have slights and enemies oh, yeah. to, like, get you up. And um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a common tactic for sports and dominance. Doesn't seem like the healthiest mental thing to do. No, people like that are insane. Yeah. So gotta, chill out. Give me an eight- or nine-figure bank account. You ain't going to be able to tell me. No, no, I don't give a I'm damn. Not I'm not about worried anything. about, yeah. yeah. But, you know, that's just the way it goes. People want to see what, you know, is being said about them. That's just, uh, you know, 
That's how this world is, boys. There's Bunch one of egomaniacs. There's one difference between me and Darius Leonard, I guess. There you go. Just one. That's only. That's the only one that's I can the only think one. of. Only yeah. one I can yeah, Truly. see. Truly. Both very gifted at your respective sports. Thank you. Another piece of news here that uh, had the sports writers on Twitter just, you know, blowing their loads and their britches here at their uh, computers. Josh Allen sacked and intercepted Josh Allen. Oh, my God. They both had the same name. Oh I mean, gosh. it was like, I've, we said this, I think, in our DM with Johnny. Uh, Addy, that sports writers have a very low bar for humor uh-huh. and fantasy football NFL analyst Twitter is kind of the same way. It doesn't take much, then, yeah, not a lot to make them just start doing cartwheels. Saul, yeah, the uh, so the two David Longs played each other as well. Oh, that that flew under my radar. Yeah, David Long Jr. for uh, David Long Senior. <laughs> I think they're both juniors. Really? I think so. From one that's for, a corner for the Rams. That's then, even course, more impressive because you've got junior. That's a third thing that has to match up as well. And then you got the Michael Carters on the Jets. Okay, now you're just going next level. Michael Pittman's dad just unretired. Yeah, comes, in, place. Say, comes just in and whoops his whips son's, his son's ass. ass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's that's a thing this year. Yeah, all the guys with the exact same names. Yeah. So first time in NFL history it's happened. But guys, like, just chill out. Like. Go make some friends. Yeah. Go. Have you ever met another Adam Markham or Josh Raymer? Um, mm-hmm. I know there's another Josh Raymer in Bowling Green that went to Warren Central. Uh, there was, you know, people on Facebook used to reach out. You know how that went. You put, <laughs> you'd you'd add the group. person that had the yeah, exactly. Yeah, Seriously. the Adam Markham group. <laughs> hey, guys, yeah, I bet you're wondering why you're here. No, real talk. I messaged this guy from Canada. I think he was a couple years younger than me. Actually, he was like five or ten years younger than me. But anyway, I messaged him like every year on Twitter – but his account, he was the, he was at Connor Raymer, and I wanted that handle. I was Connor at Connor hyphen Raymer, uh, and so I missed on it. And finally, I connected the dots one day and got on Facebook, and I found this dude's account in Canada. He was probably like mid twenties at the time. I messaged him, but I was like, "Hey, man, if you don't want that account, I'll pay you for it. Um, you just tell me, you know, uh, I'll send you some money on Amazon money, or I'll send you a gift card or something." And I finally heard back from him on Facebook Messenger. He was like, "I don't use Twitter. I'll just delete it." Um, you don't have to send me anything. And I don't know if you like blocked me, but like my messages, cause I told him, I was like, just let me send you a gift card or something. I'll send you a something, $25 gift card for letting me have this. Never hear from him. What's crazy is with Twitter, when you abandon a username, you have to let that sit for like 30 days. 30 they days, get like a 30 yeah. day ride of refusal. deactivation So I was, I was checking like every day, like for like every hour on the hour when we got close to 30 days to get at Connor Raymer. And guess what boys? Snagged it. I'm in the building. Wow. I'm in the building. Now you just need to get verified. Uh-huh. That is true. I need to go vibe. There, dude, there's, it's not really that the difficult. There's a lot of... The bar has lowered for yeah. very... It used to be that you had to have like tens of thousands of followers. Now it's... There's people in the community that have no business. Yeah. What are we doing here? Yeah. Like two, three thousand. I'm like, wow, Twitter. Yeah. What's going on here? Could big pole lover get verified? <laughs> Could tremendous presence in this space not get verified? Know, I don't know what else I need to do. For real. All right, so some injuries to update y'all on. Addy, I know you'll be shocked by this. Christian Kirksey to IR. Who wow. could have seen this coming? Uh, Marcus May tore his Achilles, so that's super cool. Mm, Another man. member of the Houston Roughnecks and, down for the count. And, you know, he was a free agent after this year. That's that right. sucks. That is absolutely brutal. Javon Kinlaw out with an ACL, and then Montez Sweat broke his jaw. Shouts to Geno Smith yeah. for uh, pioneering the broken jaw in the NFL. Shout out Kanye as well. Shout out or, Kanye. Yay. Who was it? It was a very white person that said Yee. that uh, Yee 
made one of his favorite songs through the wire with a broken jaw. It was like Schefter or it's, Rappaport or yeah, somebody like that. That's true. It's true. Extremely yeah. white. That's what the whole song's about. Yeah. Speaking of that, Josh, um, the whole song's about that. He didn't well, know. No, that. no, no. Backpedal right I now. was just saying that the person who said this, I was like, are you and sure I, you, can, you, and you can kind be... of totally kind of, you know, it's like that. Well, of course. I know through the wires with his jaw wired. Shut, Did you know that Josh? Yes or no? It was just like Schefter. Why are you talking about? That's Hillary Clinton being like, I Ye. carry around a bottle of hot sauce. Right. Right. Which it just feels president. extremely like trying to be cool. Schefter has it now though. He's, he's been mentioned in a song by Jack Harlow. Like he can, he's, he has the clout to do this. I don't think so, man. Jack Harlow Seeing also him standing like, on the football field on Monday night. Pre game with like Randy Moss, who's you know six foot three or whatever. Yeah, Schefter's a short. Schefter's fella. like five eight. I'm like, oh, why all those he... guys. Rappaport, I think is, uh, I think he's four eleven. Yeah, they're all like little, just <laughs> tiny. They could be jockeys in another. Yeah, life. they're little jockey people. <laughs> Who wins in a race between Rappaport, uh, Adam Schefter, and Darren Rovell? A forty. Oh, <laughs> Darren Rovell. Have you ever seen him run that forty at Northwestern? <laughs> yeah. Oh God, that was yeah. That's yeah. The, one of the worst videos on the internet. Put, put, put Glazer out there. I think he beats him in like a insider <laughs> Hunger Games. Uh, Rich Eisen taking it. He's got the experience. He wasn't in the in the uh, guys you named, but I'm putting him in there. You just make up your own rules. Yes, speaking, speaking of NFL personalities, did y'all watching the Monday night game last night? Bears Steelers. Yeah, it was surprisingly well. Great game. The officiating that was probably the worst officiating I've I think I've seen in a very long time. God, I know so many. Every play had flags. Um, um, and then also, I mainly watch the Manning cast whenever um, we do Monday Night Football, but they weren't on this week, and so I, I had it on the the regular Monday Night booth. Boys, that booth is bad. Oh yeah, it's terrible. I don't like to crap on commentators. Because that job is very hard. I think I've commentated like one sporting event in my life, and it is not easy. It is much harder than people make it out to be. But this is ESPN we're talking about. This is not like ESPN Plus coverage of Western Kentucky's basketball game against Alabama State tonight. I don't. I don't expect those guys to be like world class. But ESPN Monday yeah. Night Football. This is their number one broadcast, and you're rolling out Lewis Riddick who might be the worst color analyst I have ever heard. Oh, God, I know. Everything out of his mouth was a cliche. Like, I was really starting to pay attention. He's like, Fields is coming in, right? It's the it's the end of the game. It's his chance to drive down the field. Huge chance for Justin Fields to step up against a ferocious Steelers defense. That was his input. Nothing of substance at all. Yeah, that's all that stuff I'm is. like, this booth, poor Steve Levy is just over here dying. He's yeah. just got dead weight dragging him down. That's the water boy where he's like, you can't hold anything back here. He's like, we know. Yeah, right. I mean. <laughs> you say that over and over again. It's just, I don't know, man. We There's so many smart people and so many different ways that you could approach football analysis now from a broadcast standpoint that just having these cliche monsters who never yeah. say anything interesting is like, 20 years outdated. We've got to do better. All of media for the most part, all of, you know. Everything like that, all the shows, all the NFL live shows, it's all just a bunch of guys just yelling. Well, guess at each what other. happens when you have former players who were media trained for a decade plus to never say anything interesting? Yeah. Guess what happens when you put them on TV? Yeah. They suck. Yeah. Because they're not going to throw their old teammates under the bus and they're trained for a decade plus to not say anything worth hearing. Y'all's boy, uh, Jeff Saturday. Is Saturday doing some stuff? He now? does some stuff. Him and Mort, and there's some, a few other guys. God, I hate listening to that stuff. 
But it's he's, awful. He's terrible. They're all bad. They're all bad. They all are bad. There's no one that is really. I mean, Bromo is the shining light, and but even again, he's, he's kind boring. of anno- annoying. Yeah. Like there's, I don't know. I hope I'm hopeful we're moving into a Manning cast era where we can start to give some other types of voices broadcast access for NFL games. Yeah, Romo's just like, hey, guys, watch me uh, tell you what this play is before it happens. Yeah. Let's see how cool I am. I'm going to do this over and over and over and over But that's the best we have. Yeah. That's it. I would love to see, like, some of our favorite podcasters get a chance to call some games, you know? And I don't – I'm watching the game in HD. I don't need to – I don't need you to tell me what's happening. You know, like we've moved past that. Connie, you got that. Uh, you got that upgrade, didn't you? Which one? At 4K. The 4K yes, upgrade. It's YouTube awesome. TV. Yes, it's it's worth the money if you have YouTube TV and you like to watch multiple. Because that's another thing. Was the well, Monday Night game in 4K? Um, I don't know. I I think all all the Monday Night Football games in ESPN I think are, and um, quite a few ABC games, quite a few Fox games, uh, quite a few of the like big main channels are. But you get unlimited uh, devices now. That's with, nice with that, so they don't cut you off at four like they do the other one. So it's worth it's ten dollars a month for the first twelve months, and then it goes to twenty. So good like little it. upgrade. I like it. Uh, if you're a T-Mobile customer, you get a free year of Paramount Plus. Just go online and and fill out the form. Not a sponsor. Pro tip. I would love T-Mobile. You want to come be a sponsor? Paramount, hit us up. They've been great. <laughs> they gave me my new phone today. Gave me eight hundred dollars. Is that brand new phone? Yeah, that's why. New, I was, new. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's why you were saying you were updating your phone. Yeah, okay. You All making sense now. Got that new, new cuss. Speaking of CONCON being in the building, let's talk about the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Interesting team, not just because they're our team, but in terms of the NFL landscape, they're one of the more interesting squads. A lot of teams out there that are making you scratch your head. But the Colts, Connie, with you here, we got to check in. Let's get your thoughts on uh, the offensive side of the ball, then we'll switch to defense before we uh, shuffle you out the door here. But uh, thoughts on the Wentz experience? What are we uh, going into week ten? So, so nine games into the Wentz experience? Yeah, we're a little past fifty percent. And um, hey, I will say this with Wentz, and I'll kind of work my way through the offense. I think Wentz, for me at least, has met or exceeded expectations. Um, you know, football's a team sport. Obviously, he put the team in some bad spots with some of those picks. But you look at his body of work and where he's graded out week in and week out over those nine games, I guess. There have been some low points, but that offense, especially the last four weeks, boys, is humming. And it's not all W's during that time. You know, you lost in overtime to a Tennessee team who, I'll be honest, this sounds like just – Lava coming out of my mouth having to say this. They're probably not only the best team in the AFC, they may be the best team in football, at least right now. So there's some bad there. You're lying to yourself if you say there's not. There was bad with Andrew Luck, and he's sure not Andrew Luck. But he plays, if you watch the Colts regularly, and I said this from the get-go, Wentz is a poor man's Andrew Luck, and he plays with the same reckless abandon. He's tough like Luck is. Does not let a play die, just like Luck did not. Um, so, I like it. I think the biggest thing that a lot of people have issue with, I've been the biggest Frank Reich supporter in the world. Frank Reich would, if he was being honest with himself. He's done about a C-minus job this year. And that that's being generous. He's He's gotten galaxy-brained a lot and gotten cute, especially considering you have the best back in football, not named Derrick Henry. 
Um, with, the, it, with Henry out now, he, he JT is. is the best back. Pull the tape on me and Markham. When, if you remember, when I was filling in for Bobo last season, people were giving him the Trent Richardson oh. comp early on. We were JT one hundred and one from the pull beginning. Pull the tape, yeah. Pull the tape from last season. Like I've shifting from Wentz to him. I think Reich's biggest problem is I don't know that he's realized what he had in JT, or he wanted to live so vicariously through Wentz as a former quarterback that just loves Wentz, looks at him like. The son he's never had, and he wants to have him throw 40, 50, 50 times, times a game. game. I think he finally figured out what JT was in that Jets game. Yeah. Now it's the Jets. Their defense is hot trash, but, boy, he carved them up. The rush defense was not, if I'm not mistaken. Now, they dropped, like, what, 16 slots? They went from, like, top 10 in the league <laughs> to... That'll happen when you give up, what, like, 200 yards to yeah. JT? it was something out of control. But, yeah, Wentz, I'd say he's... To me, at least, as a he's met or exceeded expectations. I would have loved to either pull out, you know, seventeen point lead with the Ravens or the fourteen point lead with the Titans. It's a much different looking season if we close out some games. Yeah, so it you know you'd be lying to yourself if you weren't realistic on that. But moving through the rest of the offense, JT, we've already said what needed to be said. He's really special. He's special. Yeah, he's he's like um, he's <laughs> he's he's taken a huge leap this year. Yeah. He's he reminds me a lot of what Edrin was like when we first saw him. I just hung up his Hall of Fame poster in the house the other day. Dad went to the his game where he got the Ring of Honor. Yeah, uh, this season. So really, really cool. But reminds he really, me of Lev Bell as well. The patience and the shiftiness, like the waiting for the the hole and the play to develop. But he's yeah. got that AP in him too. But always that home run hitter. Yeah, he is man. When he when he gets out. You know, I think he ran like four two eight something in that ballpark, like four two nine range, like stupid fast. Yeah, I mean he's he's special. Michael Pittman Jr. has arrived. Um, yeah, I mean he's good. he's legit. So I mean, for the most part, I mean Naeem Hines has been underutilized. It's the biggest problem with Indy, to be frank, is Frank, and I yep. hope that he finds his balance and gets out of his own way and realizes, hey, you've got a Pro Bowl, probably All Pro back. You've got to use him, and you've got to get him twenty catches, twenty carries a game. He hadn't had twenty carries a game, guys. Yeah, not one game. Absurd. Yeah. Not one game. He has to do better. Yeah, the generational stuff gets thrown around a lot, but it it is true. I think when you're talking about Jonathan Taylor, I was just looking up his uh, player profiler: ninety eighth percentile, forty yard dash, four three nine, speed score one twenty one point seven. That's ninety ninth percentile. Yeah, it's a it's a pristine profile, right? Pristine. So, let's move to the defensive side of the ball, Connie, and talk about a couple of guys we're going to mention uh, later on in the show, uh, Quiddy Pay and Bobby. I'm going with Okariki. I don't know if you you saw this. Of course, he's been saying Okarike. You guys have been pronouncing it wrong. Then he goes on, I think it was Sunday or Monday night, whatever night they have them say their names for the broadcast. He said Okariki. Well, it's probably his old... His old uh... They re- I think they re-record those. I don't know. Either way, like I feel like he's just messing with us at this point. Could be. Um, I saw him give his explanation of it, so you know. You going with okay or okay? Yeah, it's fine. You know, I've, I've, it's all good. Hey, Bobby O. That's what I've always called him anyway. So I don't yeah. really get into it. But hey, starting with Quiddy. Um, you know, we were here in the shack the night that Quiddy got drafted. I uh, was a little uncertain of what we were getting until we started watching a little bit of tape on him. I didn't catch many Michigan games. But I want to say, guys, I think he's graded out as either PFF he's good. or one of the top 
uh, rookie defensive lineman. Eddie, can you look up the uh, PFF grades for rookie edge guys? I'm, no. I'm fairly certain he's been one of them that's been towards the top. It may not be PFF. I may have my ranking system wrong there, but he's been one of the top graded out rookie D linemen. Um, had some bad games, obviously. Not been a major stat stuffer, um, but he's getting some pressures in there. So happy with him. Okereke has been around the ball, getting a ton of tackles. I don't know if he leads the team in tackles um, in Indy or if that's more Darius Leonard. But, um, you know, again, you can't really brag a whole heck of a lot on Indy's defense, in my opinion. Um, Secondary, I think any of us could go out and start for corner uh, over Xavier Rhodes. Of course, they're beat up at safety. So Kenny Moore has been great. Kenny Moore has been great, yeah. I mean, when your slot corner is your best guy in the secondary, you're going to be in trouble. So, Kenny Moore, ooh-wee. Yeah, Pocket-sized playmaker. Is he the – where Where does Kenny Moore rank as far as most important defensive piece? Is he I would say second or third? I mean, it's got to be like – Leonard, Buckner. Kenny. It's got, That's those three, Probably right? Kenny, yeah. Bobby O's in the mix as well. Boys, Kenny is just unbelievable. He is. Especially when your secondary is that bad. Yeah. And he's, this isn't, you know, for IDP and stuff, everyone that's played IDP, this is nothing new. He's been doing this pretty much every year. He's just a guy that just stuffs the sheet. Uh, Quiddy Pay, though, 79.0 overall uh, defensive PFF grade. That is the best among all edge and defensive linemen. Um, seven, wow. 17 pressures. That is. Um, that ranks six among all rookies. I'm sorry, this is this is rookies that I'm talking about. Yeah. So he is he is the highest graded rookie right now. That's what we thought. Edge interior yeah. alignment. Very nice. And then I think Addy, were you the one calling uh Okariki a top eighteen linebacker? Yep. He's number eighteen right now. Let's in go our RSO league. So. Xavier McKinney, that was the other one, and then yep. uh, Gregory, who's still got some work to do. But those are looking good. Your yeah. boy normally is terrible at those things. But those uh, those spicy predictions can can fall flat sometimes. Sure. I had Kari top six. So he's been hurt though. That sucks. Yeah. So I wanted to see actually where he was. Uh, but safety's also just been a safety's a, brutal, man. A flaming dumpster pile. Uh, but yeah, he's oh, he's on IR. I didn't realize he hit IR. We've lost some bad ones Ooh, recently. That hurts. Yeah. So all my predictions are down in flames, but that's okay. Um, Rest in peace, Julian Blackman. Yeah, Blackman being out. So he's not who, dead, but I mean, he's, what happened he's to not, him? Did he's he? Not uh, playing. He ACL. He tore his Achilles in freaking practice. Was it? Oh, that's right. He tore yes. his Achilles, and he yes. what, what did he do last year? Just balled his ass. No, off. but uh, injury wise, he, he he played the whole season. Played, I, think. I think he played the whole year. Oh, yeah. Okay, he just missed early on, or maybe not. No, he he was hurt. Actually, you're right. He was hurt coming into the league. I forget what he had, but for uh, some reason, I thought he he got hurt last year. But dang, torn Achilles. That sucks. I mean, he he'll miss probably start of the year. So yeah, October twenty first. Yeah, I mean that's a nine-month recovery. Although uh, Cam Akers is apparently coming back for the playoffs. I don't know about that. That's just – that sounds crazy to me. I mean, he tore it in training camp, right? Yeah. I'd say, though, it's, that's, it Pre-season, has August? that window. It has that window. I guess it has a – you know, if you rehab it, I guess, enough. I don't know. But, <sighs> that's yeah, that, that, that's short. That seems a little reckless. Yeah. So, um, all right, let's move to – we mentioned that there's a lot of head-scratching teams out there in the NFL right now. Boys, are there actually any any NFL teams that are good? I mean, this past weekend we saw surprising losses for the Rams, yeah. the Cowboys, 
uh, the Saints. Yeah, there's. I think. I think there's a lot of teams that are similar. There's a lot of good teams, but there's there's no one that stands out. Above Is there anybody. an upper echelon? I mean, even I don't the, think so. the Cardinals, who would probably sit atop many power rankings. No, there's like there's I don't like trust them. There's like eight to ten teams that can all you know beat each other any given week. I mean, right now we we made predictions. Addy, you and I did before the season on Super Bowl picks. But right now, if you had to put a team from each conference into the Super Bowl, has it changed from what you had preseason? Who to have preseason? Probably I like I don't remember. I had probably Bills, the Chiefs and the Packers. I had Bills, Rams. I think I'd probably go Tampa Bay, Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo still is the team, Connor. I trust the most coming out of the AFC. I think it's Titans, Rams. I think we're seeing a 1999, oh. 2000s throwback. Ooh, that would be a fun throwback. And. uh yeah. Henry Henry would be back, right? Like he has a chance to come back for the playoffs. Yes. I think I've heard multiple things. I've seen people say that broken what broken bone in his foot, right? Jones fracture. Yeah, Ooh, that's so a, that's not good. They I I had read that there was obviously I, he's not like anybody else. There's one Derrick Henry's, but how quickly he can heal from something like that with at that size. Yeah, they just would be there. People inside the building would be surprised if he was back this year. But I, you know. This may just be the Colts fan in me trying to reverse jinx the Titans just into oblivion. But I'm telling you guys, they're for real. It's not like I have to convince anybody of that after watching them the last four weeks. That defense is for real. Uh, it makes me sick to watch former Colt uh, Danico Autry. Danico Autry's balling. All we had to do was match his offer he got from the Titans, and he would have stayed in Indy, his words. So, you know, Jeffrey Simmons' pie art is... If he's not in the MVP conversation, he's in for defensive MVP. I mean, he's balling. Landry taking a huge leap. Huge leap. Um, David Long's been playing well. Jayon's coming back. Yeah. I mean, that team. Amani Hooker's healthy. I like him. Yeah, too. That, that team is, that defense has finally just rounded into form. Guys are playing up to their potential. Ryan Tannehill. No one wants to give him his respect. Dude's tough. The dude I think he's. Really I tough. think he's the toughest quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, he's. Uh, we remember that game against the Chiefs. Him throwing his body. Oh yeah. For first downs, diving for the line or the first down. Julio Mr. Mannequin looks face too. He's like he doesn't really get too up or too down or too animated. He is yeah. just goes out there and is very calm. And I just and I'll say this too. I initially thought Vrabel was kind of so so as a coach. I don't know if this year is an anomaly, but man, Vrabel seems like a really top tier coach. Mm-hmm. Um, just plays old school ball. But then I look at the Rams as the exact opposite of what I see in Tennessee. You know, Tennessee's just will kick your ass anywhere, anytime, any place team. The Rams are this finesse, Sean McVay, high flying brain, power like, offense. Yes. And I just think those two will be on a crash course. I think they'll have to have a slugfest to get to the top of their, their conferences, but I truly think what we saw the other day, like if you saw that matchup 10 times, it'd probably be 50-50 right Split. down the middle. Yeah, I think those those are your two winners. So I'm looking at sportingnews.com. The story is from um, yesterday. It said that the prognosis was 6 to 10 weeks for Henry's recovery. That means he could return as early as week 14, but should hypothetically be back by the final week of the regular season if all goes well. We have to keep in mind the regular season is an extra week now. And especially if the Titans manage to secure the number one seed, that would give them an extra week to get Henry back. So I think it's a, a possibility that he is back. Um, how weird is it now that we have Adrian Peterson back in our lives in a notable 
Looks sick. notable it, role for a playoff team. Looks sick in a single digit number or jersey. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. Eight. I missed the uh, twenty eight. Wasn't it twenty eight? Yep. Yeah, I'm looking. Yeah, there it is, right there. The little action figure right. we have here. That's one jacked ass Marcus Mariota. Yeah, <laughs> was that was that his number eight? I think he was eight. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, the Titans. I, I they're definitely in the mix for me because you look at other AFC teams. I mean, Ravens. I like Bills. I like. The Chiefs will be in the mix. I don't think they're going to miss the playoffs. I don't think it's that dire. I like, just, yeah. What t- do we make of the Broncos? What do we, what do we make of the Chargers and the Raiders and? Nah, Raiders, no. Um, Broncos, definitely no. Chargers, yes. I think they're in the mix. I think they're you know one of the six. Best and you teams. have the Browns and the Steelers and the Bengals. There are two divisions where you could legitimately see any of these four teams come out and yeah. surprise and grab a playoff spot. Yeah, I still think it's I also think it's the um Bills, Chiefs. I think Chiefs will get it together eventually, I feel like. And so then, then tight tight ones. Yeah. I was trying to think, are there teams that we can just definitively roll out? Jags, Ravens too. I think Ravens have a shot. Jags are out, Texans are out, Colts are gonna be really hard I to, think you guys are gonna be to, out. to swing that. Tough Stop. schedule. Tough schedule. You guys got some tough Stop. games coming up. The Jets are out, the Dolphins are out. Uh, Pats will be in the mix. Bills will be in the mix. And then, yeah, we just mentioned the entire AFC North is in the mix. I think we can't write off anyone in the AFC West yet. And then you have the, um, what, the AFC. Um, you get the Pats. The South, that's around. it. So, really, there's yeah, there's not a lot. Of, there's not a lot of teams you can rule out definitively right now. Like, four. Yeah. Four for sure. Jets, Dolphins, uh, Texans, Jags. But, Bengals, Steelers, Raiders. I mean, I don't know. I don't okay, we were having this debate, and, and tell me what you guys think. Setting aside the weather, uh, weather factor here, which is a factor because we're going with the wives, but Raiders, Colts on uh, the day after New Year's Day, so January second. It's like the week uh, week seventeen game, or Bengals, Chiefs in Cincinnati. So the Colts game was in Indy. We're trying to figure out which game was more appealing. And I was like, I think the Bengals Chiefs has a better chance of both those teams still being playoff relevant. Versus Raiders Colts. Colts. Yeah, probably Bengals Chiefs. But let's say all four teams are in the mix. That's a playing game for, for Vegas and Indy then. That's the thing is, if both teams are in the mix still... I don't know. They that was two juicy matchups. We were having a hard time picking between the two. If that's end of the season and both are Vegas is playing for a spot and we are too, that's going to be a major, I, major game. I said my confidence is definitely on the Bengals and Chiefs side as far as both of those teams still being in the mix that late in the season. I think it's more likely that the Colts and Raiders are out of the mix at that point. Yeah, what are your what let's do your schedule here. I don't like your all's attitude about Indy. I'm just gonna say it. I'm just Saying that, I'm just uh, gonna say it. We're we're getting the tickets. We're going to the indie game. Oh, are you getting them? Yeah, that's gonna be our Christmas man. Present. Let's go. That's what we were just debating because we we're like, we need somewhere in driving distance. We need a good game. But Bengals are outdoors. The the women folk didn't want to be sitting in Cincinnati yep. winter. Where are you guys right now? Three and five. No, we're we've four played, and five. We're, yeah, four and five. That's right. We've played all nine games. So all right. Far. So you got the Bills next. You know, that's probably an L. Then we have the Jags next. Um. You got the Bills next, I think, on here. November 20. You guys have a bye this week? No, our bye is not till week 14. 
Huh, weird. Um, I'm showing Bills, Bucks, Texans, Pats, Cardinals, Raiders, Jacksonville. No, we got the Jags this Sunday, and then the Bills the Sunday after that. Okay. All right, so that, for some reason, the Jags. Not okay, the so Bucks, Jags, the Texans, but the hell, Pats, the Jags the just beat the Bills. Jags just beat the Bills. So I but think, still, that, that's, that was, uh, it was a weird Sunday. I think we can sneak up and beat any team. Will we be favored in any of those games besides the Jags games? Probably not. The Houston game. Oh, the Houston game, yeah. If Houston's yeah, in there. New England, I think that's maybe a loss. But You don't think we're favored over New England at home? No, I really don't. I think that New we'll England will be favored ass. by probably. You're not going to wax that ass, Connor. A point and a half. Belichick. That's Belichick. It's going to be a point. The, the Pats have been fairly good. The rivalry's back on. You heard Chris Ballard say that. <laughs> They've been waiting on the Pats to come to town to absolutely whip that ass ever since they left India at the uh, All Star. You better calm down, Connor. You guys are not making the playoffs. Well, that, that, that's going to be a major game. That's going to be the one that knocks you guys out. What to put a friendly wager on this? Yes, I'm getting sir. fired up right yes, now. Yes, sir. Two million dollars. Two million dollars. He's projecting because he's hurt because his Vikings are such butt cheese. T- I don't care. I don't care about the Vikings. Yes, he does. had no hopes for him at all. That's look. We almost beat the Bills last year with Philip Rivers. I'm not. I'm not saying they're the same I team. Love, We're not the same team. I'd love that. Rivers I think back. that will. I mean, that'll probably be us. You know, one of those close games. I could see that being close. You'd rather have Philip Rivers? Probably. Yeah. It just it'd be better for my heart. Long term outlook, yeah, I understand Philip Rivers is nearing forty, but just in terms of keeping a steadier ship the rest of this season, Carson Wentz looks like such a dork. Okay, before we move on past, See, I, I do agree with you. I think he has performed higher than my expectations, which was like I hope he's better than the twenty fifth best quarterback in the league, and I'd say he's been around the middle. He's somewhere around like QB fifteen to eighteen range in my mind. Is he better than Sam Darnold? Ooh, oh, definitely. I was wrong on the Sam Darnold call. Thank you. I just wanted it on air before I took off yeah, for the rest of the year. Uh, that was a... Uh, that and my part. That has definitively, definitively been uh, decided. <laughs> it's not happening, Connor. We'll see. But yeah, Wentz is like league average. I think if he can uh, keep from turning into a werewolf and... Uh, so, Con, you think they're making it? Oh, it's... There's... I think we definitely have a chance. We're not out yet by any stretch because of the teams that are still in it and because of our schedule. Our schedule's not easy by any stretch, but there are winnable games I'd on say, that schedule. I'd say right now, I mean, we just shot ourselves in the foot too many times. I mean, losing to the Ravens, losing to the Titans, you know, we're, what, 6-3? Six and, six and three? We close out those two games that we should have won? Yeah. Totally different story. Uh, I'd say... 20% chance, maybe? That's a tough schedule. It is. Probably, just, you know, what's a 17-game season? So, 8-9, and 9-8, nine, nine and eight, somewhere in that range. Right now, if we're sitting at 4-4 four and four with, um, what, nine games left? 4-5, and five, right? Four and, yeah, 4-5s. and fives. Yep. So, got to get some Ws. I mean, there's no doubt about it. You Ideally, you got to get 10 We're going to have to beat some teams that we probably won't be favored against. Yeah, I mean... Not going to be favored against the Bills, the Bucks, um, Raiders will be close. You're favored over the Patriots in Indy. I don't I mean you're a three point favorite there, minimum. Yeah, but uh, that means that it's even, pretty much. I think if the Pats are not favored, I think Colts will be favored by point and a half, two points. I think Vegas will see the Pats as a better team. We'll, we'll see. I mean, there's still what? How many weeks before that game? 
That's the okay. So we were looking at the schedule. That's the flex game. That game might get flexed It'll to get Sunday flexed. night. It will. I just noticed it was TBD. Look, there. I, I won't get into it. I already know I'm going to get crushed. Like people are going to pull the tape on this, and then I'm going to have to watch Hard Knocks here soon, right as oh, they get knocked God. out. That's coming out, I think, next week. It is. Yeah. So there's going to be some tough ones in there. Woo. Okay. Let's get you out of here on this, Connie. Who is the worst teammate? Immunized Aaron Rodgers or finally free Odell Beckham Jr.? Oh, God. Is death an option? Yeah, it's just, can we jettison both these guys into the sun? I was telling Adam today, like, I love Pat McAfee. He's a lot. Like, his podcast, like, I've got to be really up on some, some like, uh, some just diesel fuel coffee to listen to him go a million miles an hour. And Connor course, was backtracking quickly on like what can I say on air that I'm stimulated yeah. by to what, listen what to Pat McAfee's yeah. podcast. I'm on coffee, just good old black coffee. Yeah, just good old coffee. Got to be on several of those. Rogers exclusively does his interviews each week during the season on Pat's shows, so he gave his big like my side of the story on there. And I've watched Rogers go on there like week in and week out, and I gotta say. That dude stinks, baby. I mean, he is a loser. Like he, that he's, guy, he's the worst brand of person, which is someone who thinks they're very smart, yes. but is actually a just doofus. He fancies himself like this, just scholar of everything, like you said, and he's just so he cannot be criticized. Um, and, and that's the thing; it's like he cannot be wrong. And all it would take in this situation, just like then at that point, is just get ahead of it, then live with the consequences, whatever they are, because it's going to come up. At some point, what happened with him, he still wants to be the victim. Of course, Odell somehow brainwashing his friends into wearing free Odell shirts, like somehow someone's got him kidnapped. Or he's, uh, yeah, imprisoned or He is something. living in Cleveland, so. I was so hoping that the Lions would claim him and he would mm. be shipped off to Oh, Detroit. my God. Hey, these two boys might be teammates. Well, Aaron and, and Odell. That would be awful. I cannot imagine being in that locker room, having to put up with both of them. But did you see, I'm sure you all saw this, that Odell was... Essentially threatening to have shoulder surgery if someone that was a non-contender claimed him. Oh, really? Yeah, that there was that there would be action taken if Odell was claimed by a non-contender. I see. And that the, the speculation was shoulder surgery. Yeah, to take himself out. What has Odell done since his big catch? Nothing. I mean, well, he had he had some good years. I mean, there he was still solid after that catch for a few years. But yeah, he's definitely been banged up. Definitely not. Expectations know, last, were sky high for him. The last Cleveland. Yeah, the last four or five years just have been rough. Good. Yeah, I mean, there was you know he is, after that first year, I think he was the you know dynasty wide receiver one for you know the next two years. As far as in New York, yeah, ju- yeah. Right, I think when he was still in in New York there, but uh, yeah, just has not has not had the second half that we we hoped for. Where do you want to see him land? He cleared waivers. He gets to pick a spot. Where do you want to see him go? God, they need some help in Kansas City. They Kansas do. City would be really good. Him and Josh Gordon, just like the just the reclamation project. Yeah, but see, I don't want to say anything ugly towards. I don't, yeah, Josh I think Gordon. Gordon hasn't really done much there, but Odell could give them a lift. They just need something else in that offense. I mean, Green Bay makes a lot of sense as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, got Devontae Adams, and that's really about it. You look at what Antonio Brown did for Tampa Bay, and you just always see guys like this that are like lightning rod talent guys, and you're like, man, Antonio's gone, gone to Tampa Bay, and I mean, to my knowledge, has he had any issues? He obviously has off-the-field legal cases that were before his time in Tampa I Bay, I think. Yeah, no, he needs to. He has to go somewhere like that. I think, you know, playing with a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers would be good for him. But he was major last year in their playoff and Super Bowl run. I mean, A.B., yeah. Oh, A.B. Yeah. was, and I mean, he's 
obviously is, I think, still going to be a major factor for them in another playoff run. So oh, Yeah, Odell still had no issues routing people up and getting open. Um, Winning uh, cures all, and people forget about that. So it's like if yeah. Odell And he's goes, not a bum. Like, no, he's not he's a not. bum. He's just – his the coverage is far outstrips the production. Yeah, right. And what you're getting. Like, this is not that's a top on. five wide receiver that's just hit the market. Maybe is a top – 24, yeah, yeah, right. Type of guy. So I think it could help a contender, absolutely. If he can keep his head on straight and just keep his mouth shut and try to, I mean, rebuild his career at this point. He's really yeah. taking a hit. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see where he lands. But, uh, yeah, they both suck. So fun week of news from the NFL, man. We're see, just NFL's in- <laughs> a mess right now. Also, we didn't touch on the Dalvin Cook thing that you told me yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, the – it was weird leaking story that um, he had alleged he had been assaulted, that someone broke into his home and uh, or, or had a key and came in and assaulted him and a friend. Now it's coming out that he verbally and physically abused his ex-girlfriend. Yeah. So this is a developing story. I don't know all the details yet, but uh, could be getting ugly here with Dalvin Cook very soon. Yeah, yay. Good stuff. What's well, already been just a kind of up and down, not fun Viking season. Yeah. Maybe getting even worse. Yeah. Good God. Good God. With that, we'll go to break. Connie, thanks for joining us. And, uh, man, good luck next Saturday. Yeah, next seriously. time we have you on probably will be several months into yeah. child number three. Hey, I'll oh. be a father of three. So you all be kind uh, in the comments about how you thought I did. And uh, when I come on next time, just remember that I'll be a father of three. So take it easy on the criticism. Hey, Rayma, party of five, mate. That's right, mate. Party of five. Oh, uh, that is true. Unless you're taking the Murph man, then it's party of six. Sure, Murph man prophecies. He is. He's uh, he's my first son. He's that my, is true. He's my little handsome man. He sleeps with me every night. That is disturbing in more ways than one. He's God. the worst. He is absolutely the worst. Love that guy. All right, we're going to take a quick break to hear from Manscaped and other sponsors of this fine program. And when we come back, we'll be hitting some rookie snap shares and doing Dynasty IDP, this or that. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Don't touch it down. Bringing you the best in sight with some Southern Charm, all right. Yeah, with some Southern Charm, it's nice. Hey, yeah. This holiday season, I'm giving thanks to our friends at Manscaped. Do I tell my extended family that I have the Performance Package 4.0 from the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming? Of course I do. Not to mention, it includes their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer to tame my bush and score brownie points with the in-laws. That's exactly what I love talking to my wife's parents about is how tame my bush is. Gift yourself Manscaped for the man in your life who needs it. Join the 4 million men. That is up from 2 million. In case you're wondering how Manscaped is doing, they are doing very well. The 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with 20% off plus free shipping with the code IDPSHOW by going to manscaped.com. As I think about the Manscaped products, they're all amazing. We know the boxers make you look huge. We know the 4.0 has a flashlight on it. It can engage a travel lock. We've been over this. But my favorite is honestly the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant. If you're a man who deals with chafing, this is an absolute lifesaver. So I am so incredibly thankful for the fine folks at Manscaped for finding a Crop Preserver, a ball deodorant, an anti-chafing formula that is 
good for your downstairs and keeps you right and keeps you tight below the waist. But think your holiday spread is good. It's time to give thanks to the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0, or as I like to call it, the perfect package for your package. Inside, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. Think of it as a cornucopia for your balls. Their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe, that's trademark, technology. It also gives you the ability to turn that 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Plus, it's waterproof. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker to chop your worst weeds up top in your nose and ear. This nose and ear hair trimmer uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system to provide proprietary skin safe that's also trademarked technology which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Can't forget the Manscaped liquid formulations. They're like the pumpkin pie and ice cream after Thanksgiving dinner. You can't live without it. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Toner Spray Your balls will be living in turkey heaven with these wonderful, wonderful formulations. For the gifters out there, Manscaped seals the deal with two free gifts from their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers, and the Shed Travel Bag. I have both, and they are excellent. Gifting Manscaped is the ultimate hack to become the family favorite. Manscaped has been busy and just launched their refined body wash and two-in-one shampoo plus conditioner. We will be receiving those on Thursday, and we'll let you know in the next ad read what we think. But both feature the Manscaped signature scent and will help unlock your confidence this year. Your boys and your body will be oh so fresh and so clean when you start off your self-care routine with the Ultimate Body Wash Shampoo and Conditioner. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code IDPSHOW at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code IDPSHOW at manscaped.com. Be thankful this holiday season for the best gift of all from Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome to the IDP Show Whoa. Breaking down all that you need to know In this world of fantasy football We're gonna help you reach that glory Running it back just like a pick six Alright, we're back And it is time for Rookie Snap Watch, Addy And at this point in the season We're still seeing some fluctuations When it comes to rookie playing time for IDP But things have stabilized for the most part I would say the biggest ones worth mentioning here Jalen Phillips, the roller coaster continues He was at 54% down from 84% the previous week. Uh, This makes me think of Johnny saying that the Dolphins just do this. They pull the rug out from under us with no warning. Um, And then also you saw um, Nick Bolton, 43% down from 72. Did Nick Bolton get hurt in that game, though? Am I remembering this correctly? Uh, Maybe so. I'm not sure either. 
But either way, dropped down to 43% from 72. Uh, Pete Werner was down to 20% from 54. Ernest Jones, this was an interesting one as well. Uh, he was 89% in week eight. Week nine saw only 62% of the snaps. Yeah. So, and what about your boy, Avery Williamson, landing with the Broncos? Did you see this? I saw this. So, we'll see. I mean, they're going to have, they have a need there. They've, they've gone through those linebackers. So, Aaron Browning is, is pretty well entrenched. I think he played close to 100% of the snaps again for them. Stern had snaps were down. I don't know if he got banged up or anything. Kenny Young, I think, uh, in the mix as well. So, I just thought that was kind of an interesting move. Yeah. He was already, he'd already signed there once, right? And been released. I think, I think think the Titans claimed him off the Broncos practice squad, maybe. Yeah. So, he's back. Now he's back. Makes sense. Weird. Uh, what's going on as well is, is Zavin just getting outright benched at this point? He was down at 5% and 4% the week before. Um, well, the week before, I believe, was... He was hurt. Shoulder injury. Shoulder injury immediately, so yeah. right. Banged up know. still? Yeah, just banged up. Yeah, I wouldn't look too much into Zavin Collins, I guess, at, at this point this year. Richie Grant, that evaporated quickly. He must have been an injury fill-in for someone because he was 4% uh, last week and 0% this week. Um, Gregory Russo was up a little bit uh, from 45% to 54. Uh, Aziz Ojolari continues to see more and more playing time. He was up to 86% from 81 the week before. Yeah, Baron Browning was 97 and then 100 this past week. Javon Holland continues to play pretty much every snap. Micah Parsons was down uh, to 86 from 97. So, I mean, not a lot of surprises here, honestly. Yeah, not really. I think the rookies have... This is about the time of the year. and Unless they get injured or something happens, this is when they typically start to establish themselves. You know, We talk about rookies coming on near the second half of the season. That's what we're starting to see. Jalen Phillips did get a half a sack. That was nice. Nice. So, I, I wish they would play him more. This is a lost season, Dolphins. What are we doing here? Yeah, I'd, I'd say you'll see that more going forward. So, Addy, uh, you, you alternate. Sometimes you're the tremendous presence in this space. Mm-hmm. You've also been engagement farmer. Sure. You've also been a big pole lover. Yeah. So you put on your big pole lover hat, and you threw some uh, IDP Dynasty polls out there on Twitter on Monday. We had the results roll in mid-afternoon today. So we've got some poll results here for the fine folks. Each of these has about 50 votes, so a nice little sampling of uh, IDP listeners out there. And uh, these are mainly polled from two players that are relatively close together in your dynasty rankings, which you can check out for free at the idpshow.com. So we're just going to roll through some of the results. We're calling this dynasty IDP, this or that. And we're just going to rip through some of these and see what we think here. Yeah. So let's start off. It's always with, good uh, to get a perspective yes. on what the market thinks of, of players. Cause that's, you know, that's really where, um, that's where the value kind of is. That is, um, you can take advantage of market inefficiencies if sure. the market's lower on a player than they should. And we'll see some of these, I think, in here that the market is going to correct on as the yeah. season goes along. People still maybe a little too high on some guys. Yes, that's yep. exactly what I'm thinking. It's also a nice asset test for after a big rankings update just to say, right. am I tracking, am I seeing things the way that you know the general public is seeing them? Exactly right. You yeah. know, where, where does the consensus come down? Where do I want to deviate from that? So let's kick things off with a couple of interesting linebackers here. Isaiah Simmons, your LB5 versus Fred Warner, your LB7. 
Simmons ran away with this one, 60% to 39%. Surprising? I don't think so. I mean, Simmons is, he's got almost two years on, uh, two years younger than Fred Warner. He's 23. Fred Warner is 25 now. I mean, they're honestly having similar production years. Uh, Both are averaging in that 12 to 13 points per game range. Uh, Isaiah Simmons has that pristine athletic profile that we know of. Fred Warner is uh, the PFF darling in coverage. I was a little surprised the result was this lopsided. Yeah, right. You, you uh, thought maybe 55-45 for Simmons. I mean, Fred Warner is is kind of um, amongst more of the casual, kind of shallower leagues. Like, he is an IDP stalwart. Yeah. You know, this tells me there's a lot of deeper roster kind of dynasty league voters getting in here. I think people maybe um don't like Fred Warner's upside. You know, they 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 don't think there's a lot uh of extra splash plays with with Warner. Where Simmons kind of has that unknown. Fred Warner just seems to be that guy that's, you know, consistently giving you between 12 to 15 points per game. Um whereas Simmons I think there's there's that, you know, there's just a higher uh ceiling with him. But I do like Fred. I mean, Fred Warner, you know, I think now might be the time to, like he could be entering in his Bobby Wagner, Kendricks, Levante David phase. Yes. He's a really good linebacker and he could, he could be, uh, you know, someone that could easily be a, a top 12 linebacker for the next six, seven years. And that's extremely valuable. He follows this archetype of not sexy, solid, mm-hmm. savvy, smart veteran, who always gets faded in drafts and then finishes top 12 every season. Yeah. Going as linebacker 15 to 18 range. He's the new. And, oh, look, there's Fred Warner in the top 12. Basically, right. He's he, he's in that same mold, that Kendrick's Levante David, for, yes. for whatever reason, slept on, but truly awesome player. He is this next generation Levante David. I think I so. love that comp. So yeah. let's look at him versus Deion Jones, the LB11. And Fred walked away with this one, 66% to 33%. Not a huge surprise. I, I think the bloom is off the rose a little bit with Deion Jones, uh, especially with Foyer Aluakun really establishing himself as, yeah, I think these are kind of a 1A, 1B IDP option this year. But um, I think Aluakun's emergence has sort of taken the shine off of Deion Jones. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, but man, Deion Jones has been great this year. He's averaging um, 16 and a half points per game. I mean, that's one of the best years of his career. Um, but yeah, I think I think the age thing kind of plays plays part in this as well. Deion Jones is is 27, whereas Fred Warner is 25. Um, and you know, if you're looking at PFF grades, Fred Warner is, is definitely grading better than Deion Jones. But Deion's been been solid as well. Yeah, Dion sitting as LB7 in our main league right now, and Aluakun is down at LB16. Yeah, Dion Jones, I mean, the, the tackles, that's what's been great with Dion. Normally, we have to kind of rely on the big plays. The big plays haven't really been there. I think he has had maybe a sack or two, but the tackles have been there for Dion Jones. Getting yeah. a lot of tackles a week. Let's look at uh, an edge matchup here that I found very interesting. Uh, Joey Bosa, your edge 7, versus Harold Landry, your edge 8. Bosa, 71% to 28% for Harold Landry. Um, the uh, Nick Bosa has come in and kind of stole Big Brother's thunder a little bit. Harold Landry is the new hotness this year, right? Like, 
everyone's in on Harold Landry. So I, I wondered if recency bias and kind of shiny object syndrome would make more people vote for Harold Landry. Yeah. But uh, surprised at all, Joey Bosa got almost 72% of the vote here. A little bit because, I mean, Joey Bosa's been pretty frustrating. Uh, if you know, you've rostered him in the past, well, really his whole career because he's been up and down with injuries and stuff. He does have these, he seems like a lot of his production comes like in, in two or three weeks in the year, you know, have these huge, you know, 40, 50 point games. And then he's just kind of, you know, up and down, not really giving you, not really giving you huge weeks. That's, that's definitely been the case this year. Um, yeah, uh, whereas Landry seems like he's kind of ascending, right? He's 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 breaking out, um, looks fantastic, and he's been consistent. Like the tackles are are there. I think I mentioned on the last episode, he's had at least uh, I think half his games with at least seven tackles. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think yeah, people still need to see it. Everyone's everyone's kind of always afraid to jump the gun on on some of these younger guys. Um, Bose is this obviously the safer pick there. That kind of reminds me of Fred Warner versus Isaiah Simmons. A little bit, right? Safer yeah. floor with Bosa. Yep. Landry has tantalizing upside, but I think some folks do want to see it. Yep. You know, Landry may be ascending. This may also be a career year. Said to be a free agent, right? Yes. Going to make all the money. Yes, correct. So. I think there is a little bit of trepidation there. D end, I feel like sometimes, especially this year, it feels like just get a stabilizing force, yeah. right? Like get someone that's not going to crap your team, which is basically Miles Garrett and Nick Bosa, and that's about it. Yep. This hey, year. before we move on to the next poll, um, I, I, I was um, wanting to mention on Deion Jones. So of uh, his eight games, he's uh, he's had six where he's had – double-digit tackle numbers. That feels like unusual for him. It is. He's it's, usually not a high-tackle guy. He's He's got to be up there among among the league leaders. I mean, he's had a you know 15-tackle game, 14-tackle game, 11, 12, 11, 10. Jeez. Good season. Great season. Is he um, – he's signed there long-term. He's not going anywhere. Right. They gave him a big deal, I think, last offseason. I think Aluakun may be a pending free agent. He right? might he might be going somewhere. Yeah, they may they may struggle retaining him, but he's also uh Dion's also got two sacks on the year but no interceptions. So, uh yeah, fantastic year for Dion Jones. Nice. Well, let's move on to another linebacker duel here. We have Tremaine Edmonds, LB16 versus Nick Bolton, LB20. And uh, wow, this shows you how far Tremaine Edmonds has fallen out of favor with IDP gamers. Nick Bolton, 60% of the vote. I was a little surprised by this because Edmonds, despite this, this, this to me feels like a case of hurt feelings. Yeah. We had very high expectations for Tremaine Edmonds. He has done nothing but disappoint and underwhelm. But it's also kind of interesting because the same kind of trepidation we see around. I want to see it. I want you to. I want you to show me a little more before I buy in. Didn't stop people from choosing Nick Bolton to the tune of sixty percent of the vote. Yeah, that's pretty surprising. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think you're on the money with that. I think people are just tired of Tremaine Edmonds. The the upside with him just doesn't seem. Um, doesn't seem that great, you know. I mean, he's he's not given us any 
any splash plays. He does have an interception this year. No sacks. Um, the tackles are fine. I mean, he's he's uh, his, his the most tackles he's had in a game this year is ten, and he's had he's had a nine tackle game, uh, an eight tackle game, two seven tackle games. So those you know that's solid. But that's linebacker three. That, that's linebacker three, and that's what he's done every single year in his career so far. Um, he is getting 100% of the snaps. That's great. It's not like he's getting benched. But, yeah, there's just the upsides just doesn't seem to, to be there. We, we you know, This was a guy that had an amazing athletic profile. With, you know, we, we, uh, we, just, we were kind of seeing stars. We, you know. Yeah, the stars aligned. He was a drip lord. Landed with Buffalo, who's historically yeah. given us just great you know, linebackers for IDP. He is a he, – he got his fifth-year option picked up, so he will be on the team in 2022. But they'll have to make a decision this offseason about whether to bring him back on a long-term contract. What do you think the odds are Buffalo retains Tremaine Edmonds past this next season? You know, I don't think they're great. Um, they got Matt Milano there, who is just fine. Signed um, through 2025, I believe. Yeah, Milano, if we're looking at grades, Milano is, has a 68.6 overall PFF grade. Um, Edmonds is pretty low, is Tremaine's 50.6. Yeah, so Coverage grade is 41.6. Yeah. That's not great. Pretty bad. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't, uh, you know, I think Tremaine still is probably going to, someone's going to pay him just because, you know, he is a former first-round pick. You know, he uh, he has been to some Pro Bowls, I believe. Um Someone will pay for that, right? And and Buffalo, I think they're they're not going to be willing to pay for that. They kind of know what's there. He hasn't really, you know, they picked up his option. That was, I think, as much as they needed, you know, they needed to do. Yeah, I, I don't. I think it's less than fifty percent. I do not think Tremaine Edmonds will be back with the Buffalo Bills. I agree. Yeah. So next up here, we have another edge rusher battle, and this is where I was saying I think the market needs to correct a little bit. Daniil Hunter, your edge 11, versus Gregory Russo, your edge 12. Hunter beat Russo 75% to 25%. I voted for Russo here. Yeah. If there's someone who wants to come trade me, Gregory Russo for Daniil Hunter, this was pre-injury, obviously, but even when he was healthy and playing well, give me Gregory Russo in a dynasty league. Am I crazy here? No, I don't think so. I mean... We uh, love Daniil Hunter. Love Daniil Hunter. But Russo is younger, in a mm-hmm. great situation, has already flashed. And they also there's a lot of age on that Buffalo unit, so the snaps are just that you know, the snaps haven't been really what we want. We want them more up in that sixty to seventy range, like a lot of these other elite edge rushers are getting. Um but you know, also Buffalo isn't really on the field that much. They're they're uh place they're they're you know Are they last in place per game, yeah, yeah. on defense or, or I think yeah. Uh worse in the league they're just not out there enough um so yeah daniel hunter i think um and to see it after an injury as well yeah right yeah so see him still captured this large of a percentage of the vote and two years in a row you know i know it was Um, neck and what was it this time this was Uh, a torn bicep yeah or peck or bicep maybe it was yeah who cares upper body yeah torn muscle of some type he'll be fine but it's like Wear and tear is starting to show up for Daniil Hunter. Right, so he'll be 28 when the when the year starts. Where you know Rousseau just got him an age. That's right. Yeah. So another example, in my opinion, of the market being too high on one guy versus another. 
Blake Martinez, your LB14 versus Matt Milano, your LB13. Blake won with 71.7% of the vote. I think the market's off on this one. I'd yeah. rather have Matt Milano. This is a tough one, right? Um, I do think these guys are kind of similar ages. Let me pull up my ranks here. And, and I was going to say, I will pull up the contract as well because there is some chatter from some of the Normie podcasts I listen to about Blake Martinez potentially being a cap casualty. So he has a cap hit of fourteen million next year, and a dead cap of five and a half million. So this could be a potential cut candidate for the New York Giants. Yeah, um, yeah, I I think that that's that's probably correct. Um, Yeah, so Blake Martinez is only six months older than Matt Milano, but again, recovering from an ACL, um, wasn't grading very well this year. Had a fifty-eight point eight. Uh, I'm sorry, 57.8 overall PFF grade, whereas Milano has a, um, I think I said 68.6 PFF grade right now. Um, but yeah, Milano's locked up. You know, Milano's issue's just been staying healthy. Whenever he's out there and playing, he's he's like a locked and loaded linebacker too. We just got to have the uh, the health stuff get better. But th- you know, I think that will. I mean, he's get, he's getting you know older into his career. It seems like that stuff does kind of level out at some point. I'm not saying Martinez is a bust and should not be on your rosters. I just have concerns with a serious injury. Mm -hmm. I do think he'll be on a new team next year. The Giants have 3.2 million in cap space, assuming the cap is 210 million. Yeah, that's not good. So they have... Uh, 181.5 million in total cap liabilities this year. They have 207.9 next year. So when we talk about Blake Martinez being a cut candidate, that's why the exactly team is right. up against the cap. It's yeah. not because Martinez is a bad player, doesn't produce for that team. It's strictly finance. Just recovering from an injury, a serious injury, and then yeah, his his situation will change. Whereas Milano, healthy, his, yep. Going to be there. And going to be there. Not going anywhere. Yep. So Montez Sweat, your edge 10 versus Hassan Reddick, your edge 17. Not a surprise on this one. Montez Sweat took 77% of the vote. Um, even with the broken jaw, I'd much rather have Montez Sweat over Hassan Reddick. Yeah. I think it's a great time to buy a lot of Washington defenders, especially for Dynasty. John uh, made a great point on the Big Nickel episode with Johnny saying that, remember, with edge guys, we've been spoiled by Miles Garrett, by Nick Bosa. Most of these guys mm-hmm. take two, three, four, five years, even more, yes. to really establish themselves as a premier edge rusher in this league. Yep. And just because Montez Sweat has been a letdown along with Chase Young, yep. don't panic on these guys. Yeah, exactly Take right. the long view. Uh, but we do have to give Reddick his props. Mm-hmm. We were down on Reddick coming over with his old college coach, and he's played well this year. But I'm just not buying in. This feels like a balloon that could pop at any moment, Addy. Yeah, I agree. Um, and Reddick's also getting up there in age 27. And again, I think his situation's about to change. So we'll see You know how he fits in a potentially new team. 
Um, if he stays there in Carolina, Carolina, that's great though, because I mean he has looked really good. That's a great situation. It's arrow up for me if he stays in Carolina. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I think if he stays in Carolina, it's kind of like a uh, Shaq Barrett situation. It's like, do you want to potentially win now? If that's the case, then I think you're you're buying Hassan Reddick because I do think Reddick's going to be better for the next two years. But Sweat still has uh, a longer career ahead of him, and and he has you know plenty of upside in his own right, getting to you know grow up there with Chase Young. Both those guys should develop together. We know that um, Jonathan Allen's one of the better interior defensive. Line. Same with Deron Payne too. They still have plenty of good pieces on defense. It's just been still just one of the more weird situations. Truly. that Washington defense just being this, so bad. This feels anomalous in the ways that mm-hmm. things return to the mean over time, both positively and negatively. Yeah, this feels like it's going to course correct. Maybe not this year. They might just be a bad defense this year. They just never recover from like the Fitzpatrick injury. It's like that just zapped all the energy yeah. out of the team. And Rivera, I don't know. We know the the organization itself is a total mess. Daniel mm-hmm. Snyder is a huge piece of trash. Oh, yeah. They've had that $10 million fine from the NFL for being just a horrible workplace. And Rivera has said some very interesting things, like, I wish we hadn't won as many games last year, so expectations would be lower of us this season. What you talking about, Ron? What's <laughs> yeah, going right. on there, bud? You're an NFL coach. That expectations come with the job title. Yeah, man. So I don't know that that whole team just feels funky. Um, so yeah, don't don't panic on these Washington edge rushers. These are two elite prospects, and if someone's out there wanting to sell Chase Young or Montez Sweat for cheap, hell, wanting to sell them for Hassan Reddick, make that deal because you will be profitable in the long run. Maybe not this year, but in the long run, you will be very happy. Yeah, don't forget. Uh, Montez, what, 6'6", 260, ran a four four one, had a beautiful profile. Uh, still just 25, so yeah, let's don't panic. Reddick's 27. Reddick's 27. But just it, turned yeah, 27 in August. That's not too big of a deal, again. But, uh, I, you know, I think that's main reason why I see the difference in the, There's in the results. There's multiple factors, right? Like stability and mm-hmm. age factor in for me. Yeah. You know, and Reddick, you know, burned people for three, four years. That's right. And he just said, you know, playing out of position, though. We have to keep that in mind as oh, yeah. well. That was why he was finally unlocked his last year in Arizona and continuing to see that with Carolina. And that happened. That's why when we mentioned, you know, guys in their situations changing, that's why we mentioned that because sometimes it's better. Yes. Sometimes it's an upgrade. Sometimes it's worse. But it's also the uncertainty. Yeah. And uncertainty in fantasy football is a little scary right sometimes. because you know they can move to a new team with a guy that's a that they have a dis- defensive coordinator you know right now that could be fired the next year that's and right everything change now so. you're back to playing the position that you were out of position at in arizona so we're looking for consistency across the board always that's right next up this is the closest decision that we had Addie, and i'm i'm a little bit surprised i gotta say brian burns your edge six versus josh allen your edge five Josh Allen took 51% of the vote to edge out Brian Burns. All right, that is that is interesting. But what's what a, more, more interesting is I did this same exact poll. Oh, um, do we have different results? Oh, yeah. So I did this poll. Uh, oh, before the Josh Allen game. days, right, before the Josh Allen oh, ball. Okay. Um, Josh Allen, so this was five days ago, before Sunday's game. Josh Allen, 42%. Okay. Brian Burns, fifty-eight percent. That got one hundred and one votes. That was a so that's probably a more accurate representation. This is some I, recency I, bias creeping in. Some recency bias, but also think I also think 
people were reminded, oh, yeah, Josh Allen is that dude. Josh Allen probably should be a top five or six, uh, you know, ranked edge guy, uh, you know, for, for most folks. Um, this is very close for me. These are both great I'm players. I'm not surprised this came down. I would have probably had it, like, 55-45 for Burns if yeah. I was pegging where it would finish up. So, 49% for Burns, 51% for Allen. These guys are literally, literally five and six for me. Yeah. As far as edge goes. You gave the edge to Josh Allen. Yep. So, what, and, a, what uh, a bounce back he's had. Let's see. Um, Brian Burns is younger, too. Brian, so, I mean, yeah, you're right. Maybe, you know, maybe that's why people were, uh, were initially on, on Brian Burns. But, yeah, I think uh, I think this past weekend. Reminded, kinda, folks? Yeah. Josh Allen sitting as DN2 in our RSO league right now with 141.1 points. Wow. Brian Burns is DN4 with 126 points. That's great. He's been great. He's been consistent. I mean, he's Brian Burns has been more consistent. Josh Allen has has had that higher ceiling so far. Yeah, I was, I was going to pull up the log here. 14, 16, 16, 9, 6, 14, 23, 7, and 21 for Brian Burns. Mm-hmm. So very consistent. Lowest output there. Uh, three single-digit games, 9, 6, and 7. So let's look at uh, Josh Allen here. We like the log check sometimes. 17, 13, 1, 5, 17, 13, by week, 35, 40. There you go. So when he booms, mm-hmm. it's a big time boom. There you go, and that's why it's important to look into the logs. You know, they tell their own, like even points per game. Like I like points per game uh, more than like how they're finishing or where they're ranked at in the finish. But um, yeah, even that has its flaws. If you were looking at uh, Chandler Jones early in the season, you'd say, "Oh boy, right. this Chandler yeah. Jones oh. guy." Yeah, he's a he's eighteen right now. But yeah, then, yeah he hasn't. He's done. He had six eighty. It's like 80% of his points in the right. first week. He did get a sack last week, so that was nice. Welcome back, Chandler Jones. I would hope so with J.J. Watt out Yeah, now. they need him. Montez, uh, I'm sorry, Marcus Golden, though. How about him? Balling. Love to see it. Do love to see that. Uh, let's move to the next poll here, Addy. Who do we got? A couple of linebackers in our most lopsided decision of the polling that you did. Mr. Devin White and Deion Jones. Devin White took home 89.1% of the votes. Deion Jones, 10.9%. We had 46 votes on this one. Uh, yeah, this is to be expected. Um, I was just, just kind of a little pulse check because Devin White hasn't really had the start to the year. Um, and Deion Jones has vastly outscored and him. Deion Jones year. is balling. Again, he's averaging 16 points per game. He's I think you said he's a top five linebacker right now, Top maybe six. Um, so yeah, LB seven in our RS. Okay, LB seven. Um, so yeah, just you know, was curious, but yeah, again, Deion Jones. Um, I think he's like almost three or four years older than Devin White, and uh, Devin White's he's he's gonna be fine. Sitting as LB thirty nine. It's uh, so that's a good that's a good little pulse check to put out there. He's he's uh he's coming along though better right recently as, as far as the log. We want to look at some logs. So he's had, um, yeah, I mean, he's just been single digits, 13 and a half. Then he went 6.75, 8.25, 9.5, 9.75, 8.75. Then he went 19 and a half and then 12 and then by a week. Yeah. So still not great. We're not seeing any ceiling games from him whatsoever. Not averaging great. 11 points. Yeah. Yeah. So it's tough. It's tough. Uh, but I, you know, you gotta, 
The gotta, dynasty crowd was not swayed. Don't don't forget that Deion Jones had plenty of years that uh, are similar to what Devin White is That's going right. through right now. So uh, what's the next? Okay. What's the next one we got here? Another ATL linebacker versus uh, one of our favorite stalwarts. Yeah, Foisade Aluakon uh, versus Eric Hendricks. Uh, Aluakon received forty two point two percent of the votes. Eric Hendricks fifty seven point eight percent of the votes. This is interesting. Um, because the ages are, are quite different. Uh, Aluakon, I think, is 25 or 26, um, whereas Kendricks is getting up there in his career. Um, yeah, Aluakon is 26 years old, turned 26 in August, and uh, Kendricks, I bet you, is 29. 29.7 yep. right now. So, um, like, But he is averaging uh, around 17 points per game. Um, it's Kendricks for me. I just love me some Eric Kendricks. He is so underrated. He's such an, a fantastic real-life linebacker. He's great for IDP. I voted for Kendricks, so I'm not surprised to see here that he edged out Aluakun. Aluakun's also in the 17 points per game range, but it's the PFF grade difference between these two boys. Uh, Foisade is, uh has a PFF grade of, of 49.7. Um, so, you know, there's a chance that he's not a very good linebacker, not going to have much staying power. Whereas Eric Kendricks, we know he's going to be a, a linebacker one for the next at least two years. I, I could, I, I think he's going to be fine until he's, you know, 33, 34. Um, so, yeah, I agree. I would also go Eric Kendricks. Um, I think the folks got this right. I agree. But, I mean, Voice Aid, man, he's, he's been great. That's, that's, uh, that's, how weird that Atlanta, which, but I know they, that's, that's the best. That's got to be the, the highest linebacker duo in the league. Maybe um, Leonard and uh, o- I was thinking Okariki the, uh, are in there as well. Jordan Brooks, Bobby Wagner, that would be another yeah. one. But I think I think you're right. I think those would be the two. And Atlanta. That's weird. Of all teams. Yeah, that always awesome. just baffles me which teams support, like the Bengals supporting two top 24 edge guys and two top 15 safeties. Yeah. Like, it's just odd sometimes the defenses that aren't necessarily great, but that are great for IDP. I don't know what that speaks to. Role, scheme, number of snaps against opposing offenses. I don't know. Just the individual players being brilliant as well. No one will ever know. Next up here, we got a little three-way action on the next yes, poll. Yes, sir. Right. The only three-way. This is the only three-way poll. So three safeties here. Hit us with the three guys uh, for this one. Okay. Jamal Adams, Buda Baker, Jeremy Chin. Um, I think this was most people's top three to start the year. Derwin James probably being on the outside just because of all the injury concern. Now I think you see – I didn't list Derwin James because I think he's safety one. I think he's safety one now. He's safety one now. So, um, yeah, so Jamal Adams, Buda Baker, Jeremy Chen. Jamal Adams, lowest on the list, only received 12.8% of the votes. Buda Baker next with 31.9%. And Mr. Jeremy Chen with 55.3%. You know what I think killed Jamal Adams this year? That interception that hit him in the face. <laughs> That's it, a bad look. It's, it happens, man. Like, yeah. meme-worthy plays yeah. leave a bad taste in our mouth. Like, think Mark Sanchez. First thing that pops into your mind. Yeah, butt fumble. Butt fumble. Yeah. I think about Jamal Adams now. It's taken one off the, the face plate. But I am surprised here to see him getting only 12.8% of the vote. Yeah. And for Jeremy Chin, probably along with Chase Young, the most disappointing IDPs of this season. Yeah, sitting at over half the vote. 
I was a little surprised by that. But I think it's just, I think it's the fact that all three of these guys have been pretty big disappointments. Yeah. Buda Baker got a, I think a pick this last week that saved his week. Um, Jeremy Chen had a, had a really nice week. So that was great to see maybe some recent recency bias, you know, coming into play there. But I think for the most part, this is right. Jeremy Chen, um, seems like he has the most upside of this group. He is, you know, he's definitely younger than, than Jamal and Buda. Um, I think, you know, maybe two years at this point. Um, but yeah, I mean, Chin has the most upside. Jamal Adams, I think there's a little bit of fear that um, he's being exposed and he's not really that good of a... He's a one-dimensional... He's a box safety, He's a right? blitzer. He's a linebacker. Yeah, exactly. And, and a, and a, he's yeah. a Landon Collins type of box and, guy. Right, exactly. Um, and we've seen that. We've we've seen those guys kind of... We see how their careers kind of go once they, they get they reach this this part. Hey, but you got to feel great if you're Seattle, giving this guy like tens of millions of dollars in a new contract. Trading, yeah, that trade looks awful at this point. Yeah, they, what was I think they they traded two first to acquire him. Yes, they did. Um, now they've not drafted well, but still, that's uh, probably one they they wish they had back at this point. I wanted to point out Jeremy Chen's log. So going back to uh, looks like week six uh, six here against Minnesota, fourteen twelve. 8.75 and 21 points sitting as safety 15 right now, averaging 10.26 points per game coming on a little bit, coming on a little bit. Coming yeah. On a that's, little bit. that's what we want. That's we, we, that's what we thought would, would happen. We thought that this was kind of correct. Um, so yeah, good signs. And I expect, I expect Jamal Adams to also come on the second half of the season. Buda Baker. We'll see. The usage hasn't been great. Uh, that's, the two difference two good the, linebackers in front of him as yeah, well. Right, exactly. But that's the difference in, in these three, I think. I think the Jeremy Chen and Jamal Adams definitely have a much better usage, but we've, we've mentioned uh, Buda Baker has started playing a lot more deep. See, so. That's right. I wanted to bring it up, too. I looked it up. Eric Kendrick's uh, PFF grade overall in the year, 70.6. Yeah, that's so he's just super solid. Every year, it's a it's a usually that's low for him. Typically, he's in like the 80 to 90. Yes, range. typically he's one of the highest graded linebackers. Yep. So, speaking of Foisei Deluakun, him, he is the LB25 versus LB19, the aforementioned Bobby Okariki. Okariki took on 53.2% of the vote compared to 468 for Foisei. I voted Bobby O on this one. I think the folks got it right. I'm a little higher on Bobby O. We wanted to see the breakout happen. We knew with Anthony Walker going to Cleveland, this was his time to shine. And I think Bobby O's really come through sitting as LB 18 right now, Addy. Yeah, I agree. I like Bobby O. Um, he's locked up there for another year or two, right? That's right. Whereas, you know, like we mentioned earlier, uh, Foyce likely going to be leaving after this year. Uh, is he a free agent? I will check the contracts for both these guys. Either way, though, I like Bobby O's game. Um, he is grading better of, of the two. He's got a 61.1 overall PFF grade, 63.1 coverage grade. Um, so Bobby O will be a free agent in 2023. Mm-hmm. So he has this year and next year. Nice. And then uh, let's look. I believe Foisade is set to be a free agent. So he is a free agent in 2022. So I think I think Aluakun's going to go make some money on the open market. I don't think he'll be back with Atlanta. Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah, I mean th- th- those guys are close. It's just you know I, I they think- are close. I think they're both number two linebackers yeah. that are really solid. 
I'd be happy to have either one of these guys on my squad. Both very difficult last names. Yes, please. We're Kentucky boys. (laughs) We can't even say the biggest city in our state correctly. So please don't make us pronounce different kind of last names. We we truly have no idea how how to pronounce one of their last names. Yes. Um, And then Oluokon, we're... I think we're kind of guessing as well. I, I think we're batting about twenty percent. Uh, yeah, dude, that's I'm I'm like ten percent. Yeah, eight percent confidence that we're pronouncing these names correctly. Yeah, but a hundred percent confidence that the listeners got it right on this one. Let's move to the next one here, Addy. Your LB fifteen, Devin Bush. How have we not worked Devin Bush into a manscaped dad? Yeah, yet? right. I'm disappointed. I think uh, Macri did. He did. We're proud of him for that. Yeah. Versus Jordan Brooks, your LB eighteen, Jordan. Brooks took wow. home 64.4% of the vote. I voted for Brooks, but put him up there with Tremaine Edmonds, Devin Bush, in terms of former IDP darlings that have very quickly fallen out of favor with mm-hmm. the gaming public. Yeah. Um, yeah, Devin Bush, he's just, uh, yeah, not not sexy anymore. I mean, suddenly, like, no one... Yeah, he just lost his he lost his shine immediately, and uh, the snaps are still kind of up and down. You know, he's not getting a hundred percent like we like we really want, um, or like we thought he would get. Uh, yeah, I mean, letdown, total letdown. Do you think this is a good time to buy Devin Bush? Or are you staying away? I think it's a good time to buy. Yeah, because I mean, you know, what's it going to cost you? Yeah, second I mean, or third? Yeah, I think you start with the third, and then. Yeah. I don't know that I want to give up a second for. Devin I really Bush. don't either. I really a don't third. Either. I would do. I'll do a third. Yeah. So yeah, kick the tires maybe on Devin Bush. See if you can. Uh, I mean, whoever has him is definitely frustrated. So um, yeah, he's a guy that could definitely see his value swing. I, I'm probably have him too high in these rankings. He's someone that I'll, I'll, I'll take a closer look at and maybe. It's hard to move off these guys. It is because Edmonds tough. or Bush are probably both too high. Man. They still have a chance. They, they still, that's right. They're still that's both right. so young. These are dynasty ranks. Yes. I mean, you know, we see linebackers having careers in, until they're 31, 32. I mean, so uh, on the reg. I mean, DeMario Davis, it, it took him until he was like 26, 27. Truly. And now he's a, a just absolute stud. Um, even guys like Eric Hendricks took him a while to really come on and be what he is. So, um, yeah, it, you do have to be patient. It, it, we see it all the time. It's frustrating. We want it right yeah, now. They could go to another team and, and yeah, be used properly. And, um, yeah, it's tough. So, we didn't mention that. I mentioned that a lot that, you know, I, you are always worried about guys switching teams. Sometimes it is good. Sometimes yes. it's great. I, I would default toward bad, Most but of can times, also be good. Most times bad. But yeah. sometimes it does work out. Like the Von Bells and um, Anthony Walker. Yep. Balling up there in Cleveland. Cole Holcomb, your LB27 versus Jerome Baker, your LB28. Jerome Baker, 51.2% of the vote, edging out Cole Holcomb. I voted for the mullet. I'm trying to redeem myself mm-hmm. for calling Cole Holcomb a roster clogger earlier this season in my private conversation with John. So I voted for Holcomb. I don't trust Jerome Baker yeah, I, because I don't trust the Miami Dolphins. Right. Johnny said on their pod he went 22 weeks, 22 games before he finally got a Jerome Baker share, and then he promptly got hurt. So <laughs> the trust was immediately not rewarded for Jerome Baker with Johnny. Yeah, that's kind of how Jerome, ba- Jerome Baker feels. It feels like the, the floor is going to fall out of him at some point. Uh, they did give him money, though, this lo- this last offseason. So, I mean, I, I do like that. Uh, Cole Holcomb, 
likely going to see his situation change. I don't, although maybe not. You know, if if Jamin Davis continues to struggle, um, they they may end up you know giving Holcomb an extension. And uh, he he is pretty impressive, honestly. I I I, I I'm always impressed. I don't know why you would let Cole Holcomb walk at this point. Yeah, yeah, he's been he's been really solid. Um, but I think the I think this is a the results kind of about how I feel it. It, it is it is a toss up. I mean. Um, Baker has shown us more, uh, you know, so far at, at this point in his career, but he has not had a start like Cole Holcomb has had this year. Yeah, you have these guys ranked appropriately. I feel very, I don't want to say confident in because LB three is not something you typically have confidence in. But mm-hmm. if either of these guys are in my LB three slot, I feel good. That's good. That's great. Yeah, yes, you're do, you're doing great. So this one was probably, for my money, the most interesting result. Mm-hmm. Because I am all the way on the other side of this. Yeah, Kenny Moore, your cornerback one, versus Buda Baker, your safety four. Buda Baker got 67.4% of the votes. I am firmly on Team Kenny Moore here for the simple reason I would much rather have a set-it-and-forget-it cornerback for my lineup than a safety who, at least this season, has been boom bust like Buda Baker has. Yeah, that's right. worth far more to me than a safety. Yeah. Now, if you're in like sleeper and they're both listed as DB, that probably makes this a lot closer. But yeah, you're right. If in your in your leagues, especially in CB required leagues, that's yes, a great point. In CB required leagues, yes, of course. I mean, because you know uh, we love our boy John the Greek. If you if you're looking to stream, uh, which you you. You should. You should. That's usually a great strategy. Um, but, you know, Kenny Moore is one of those rare breeds, so set it and forget it corners. 96.9 points for Buda Baker, 138.4 points for Kenny Moore. Shoo-wee. About two points behind Trayvon Diggs right now. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Kenny Moore, exclusively a, a slot corner. Um, so that's why we see these these high tackle. I was numbers. thinking about this. Can we just start the the movement to have box slot those kind of close to the line of scrimmage sta- uh, snaps called slop snaps? We I, let's I, do this. I really enjoyed Evan uh, Rhonda his his new little term. Have you did you hear? Did, what was it? The sweet spot. Ooh, yes, I do remember hearing I like that, that now. I like that. Sweet spot snaps. Yeah. So Sweet um, snaps. There we go. There you go. Spot snaps. But I mean Kenny Moore, I mean he's had he's had 3 games with 9 tackles. He's had 3 games with 7 tackles. He had, he's had a, an an 8 tackle game, two interceptions, a sack. Just does everything. Just uh, watch the guy play. Watch him play. It's fun to have guys on your team exactly that are just right. little pocket-sized playmakers, man. Yeah. Kenny Moore makes fantasy football more fun. He definitely does. He's had he's uh he's had two games uh over 27 points already. Um his his he has it at a 2.75 week, but Welcome to cornerbacks. That that happens. That happens for every every position. Um other than that, man, he's been about as solid as you can get. Love Kenny Moore. And we love Buda Baker as well, but gosh, the security I can have, the peace of mind of knowing Never have to worry about my cornerback yep. one spot. That's worth more to me than 
Similar, know. similar players, similar mentalities. Uh, yes. One happens to play further away from the line of scrimmage now, which is Buda Baker. Buda Baker, weirdly enough. Yeah, but Kenny Moore. This is not, and this don't. This isn't like a fluky thing. Look back at the at his career. Been he, a baller he does for this years. Every single year. Yep. Uh, a kind of battle of new hotness versus hotness that we've been disappointed in this season. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Chin, safety two. Versus Kyle Duggar, safety five. Jeremy Chin took home 76.1% of the vote. Are you surprised by this one at all? Not really. Um, I, I, I'd wish I'd put more Duggar polls out there just because I'm interested in people's perception of Duggar. But the fact that he was able to get 24% here, I thought that was kind of encouraging. Um, Duggar's been great. I mean, Chin, I think, you know, we, we saw what he did last year. He still has been solid this year. I think he's starting to come on. Um, but I think we could maybe see this flip next year if 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 the trends continue. Yeah, I wanted to see. Beautiful thing about RSO, Kyle Duggar listed as a cornerback. That's not that's really nice. So 105.55 points for Kyle Duggar. Again, listed as a cornerback in our main league. And then you have uh, Jeremy Chin. So 105.5 compared to 92.35 points. So similar seasons. I think I don't think it's that people don't trust Kyle Duggar because Johnny and John both talked about this. They trust Kyle Duggar. They don't trust the Patriots. There you go. Yep. It's that Lions, Dolphins, the Belichick coaching tree defenses. Yeah. We don't trust them. Yep. So I think that puts a little bit of stink on Kyle Duggar. Yeah. But, you know, I think for dynasty-wise, it shouldn't. Adrian Phillips is not going to be there forever. He's, he's getting up to an age. So, I mean, Kyle Duggar... He shouldn't have much competition for, for, you know, snaps and all that stuff moving forward. But, uh, yeah, I like me some Kyle Duggar. Good player. But, I mean, used great. You know, he's one of the best uh, usage in the league for safety. Gets the sweet spot. That was kind of a weird way to word that. but Yeah. I'm with you. I'm Whatever. Tracking. You know what I meant. It's 12.08 here, folks. Sure. We're clinging to life. Sure. Work's going to be fun in the morning. Oh, yeah. Looking forward to it. We've both been down in energy drinks, getting ready to go try to sleep. 36 holes. 36 holes. Two-hour podcast. Cap it off with a monster. Four hours of sleep. Love it. Let's go. Kenny Moore, your CB1 versus Kevin Byard. I am... Uh, this is... Uh, yeesh. Yeah. 72.5% for Kevin Byard. Mm-hmm. Little surprising. It's a lot surprising. Now, Bayard is the safety one right now. I voted for Bayard. I think this is a recency bias thing. I was like, man, I'd love to have Ken, uh, Kevin Bayard on my squad. But my vote for this was just thinking this season because Bayard is absolutely on fire this year. But I mean, dynasty wise, though, that's an interesting question. I think they're both around the same age. Bayard's, I think, a little bit older. But, uh, yeah, Byard's going to be good for a long time, too. Um, yeah, he's safety one right now. Kenny Moore as well. Uh, yeah, I think that, I think it should have been a lot closer. But um, which I, which way, where where do you come down here? I still go Kenny Moore just because uh, again the cornerback. But if you're in you know a DB, if it's if if it's sleeper and then, you know you choose between where they're both listed as DB, um, it's a toss up, man. I'd probably I'd probably go. Bayard in that situation. I'm almost always going to default to safeties. Yep. It, 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 especially when it's a guy 
with the top 12 potential like Bayard. Kenny Moore, though, gives you pause just because he it doesn't really matter in his situation. It, it, yeah, the the label doesn't really apply. Yeah. Truly. But Bayard also used great you know, for, for IDP. Tons of box snaps. Um, you know, he basically splits his time at, at box and, and free safety. Yeah. So, showing some love here to the interior defensive line. Had to. Jeffrey Simmons, IDL 6. Quinnen Williams, IDL 3. Very close. Very, very close. Quinnen Williams takes home 51.3% of the vote. This was the lowest turnout on the votes. I think people were like, ah, defensive tackle, who cares? <laughs> who are these guys? Moving on. Um, I voted for Jeffrey Simmons. Yeah. Yeah, I think I did too. Um, I just like Simmons more. Quinnen, I think, is younger. But uh, Quinnen is hyper young. Yes. He's, what, 22, 23? Yeah. But, um, man, and that's probably... He did have three sacks on, what was that? Was that Sunday? No, Sunday night. Yeah, 36 points. So fresh off that three-sack performance. But here's Simmons' log for the year. 19, 4, 7, 11, 11, 17, 3, 2, 36. That's really so good. So some up and down, but yeah. I mean. What's Quinnen's look like? You pull let's, it look, up. let's look up Quinnen as well. So uh, he's sitting as D-tackle 5 right now, mm-hmm. which is about what we expected. I have a feeling Quinnen is less so he is at D tackle eight. His is three, seven, 19, 28, two by week, 11, 15, 15. So that's solid. That's too. about the same. Yeah. But pretty solid. I, I, yeah. I mean, the, the, the poll is, is pretty much split down the middle. Um, I, I basically feel the same. These guys, you know how it goes. These are guys that are going to continue to like jockey, yes. you know, at, you know, back and forth, um, jockey for position, all that stuff. So, um, yeah, great. You know, you you can't do much better as far as young defensive tackles. Both yeah. these guys. In the words of Quinn and William, bless you. Thank you. These are these are the next, right? These are the, these are the two leading candidates for the uh the best with Buckner and Donald yeah. aging, right. inching closer to 30, which we know 30 hits like a ton of bricks. Oh god. Maybe Barrymore can, you know, be the next. I know Greg Rosenthal's a big Christian Barmore fan. Yeah, Barmore. So Let's do a little bingle off here, Addy. Sam Hubbard, your edge 22 versus Trey Hendrickson, your edge 24. Hubbard took home 69.2% of the vote. Nice. I'm not surprised by this, are you? No, not really. I view these guys pretty similar. One of them just has a a, a higher tackle floor, which is Sam Hubbard. Uh, but Hubbard's been really solid this year, been really good. Um, I think some people may be um, surprised that they – they gave him all that Skrilla, but he's worth it. He's worth it. He's a, he's a, he's a, you know, I think above average defensive end. Um, Sitting as um, D end, let's see, uh, six, five. That's great. Sitting as D end five. That's great. And there's some. In there's between some, Brian Burns and Leonard Williams. That's great company. Yeah. So yeah, Hubbard has been, that's better than I even realized. So and then uh, Hendrickson is right down there at uh, six, seven, eight. There you go. And Hendrickson again, he's been he's been really good. We know that he's locked up there for a while. So both those guys playing together, I do like that. I think they're gonna um have great chemistry. Um Cincinnati, the team on the the on, rise. On the rise. As we know, yep. Built their defense in a little bit unconventional way with a lot of like free agent, not a lot of homegrown talent, but it's working out okay. Worked I mean Hubbard's homegrown, Logan Wilson's homegrown, Jesse Bates homegrown. 
Not bad. Not bad. They've uh, brought in some guys to help complement that yeah. now. Trey then, Hendrickson, yeah. Jadobia Wuzier, Von Bell. Von Bell. A lot of guys. Um, Mike Hilton. Yeah, Mike Hilton. There's a defensive tackle as well. Reader. Yeah. Get, get you. Get you in there as well. So, uh, Speaking yeah. Speaking of, did you see that huge hit Reader had? I did not. I was watching that with your brother, and it was it was pretty hilarious. He was like, who was that? And then it showed the back of his jersey. He's like, oh, get you. I was like, yes, Connor. <laughs> there Beautiful. you go. Nice job. Let's t- return our attention back to linebackers. Patrick King of Queens sitting at LB26 versus Ernest Jones. Okay, we have the trifecta now of linebackers that IDP gamers used to love that we now are, are just pissed at, apparently, yeah. because Ernest Jones took home 70.7% of the vote versus Patrick Queen, who uh, has, any, has any IDP had a worse season just in terms of the direction their career is going than Patrick Queen? I think he's he's had to had to have been the biggest faller for me in the ranks, a guy that was in the top 10. Now he's outside of the, now he's what? He's 26 now. LB 26 outside the top 24. And yeah, can, can, could continue to fall. Um, I, I did, I did like that his snaps went up a little bit last week. I think he played like 64%. Um, so that's better than what it was, but man, what a, what a weird spot we're in right now with, with Patrick queen, but this may be the most, um, shocking poll we have the results um with just how quickly things have changed patrick uh, patrick queen getting 29.3 percent versus ernest jones getting 70 not even really close no not close at all to me it, it seems like this is a great time to go pie uh patrick queen you know we, we do need to remember that he is um there's some of the rookies right now are older than older patrick, than patrick queen like zavin collins and michael parsons i think both those guys are older than patrick queen now so, what would you be willing to pay for queen if we said a third for devin bush i think in that similar range you know obviously you're not going to give up a second but if you can get him for a third i'm okay with that take a take a flyer yeah that'd be fine i think it's a good time to buy again you could not have you could not have made that deal uh um, oh no you've been laughed at if you tried to do that uh two months ago so yeah that's a good time i mean a third you know if you got that's that's not much that's not not much at all so safeties going back to the land of safeties here ashton davis your safety 19 versus richie grant your safety 15 ashton davis was 63.2 percent of the vote another surprising one yeah um i went richie grant i will say i have second thoughts now seeing his snaps once again disappear yeah what we did like to see was he was playing almost exclusively slot cornerback. Right. Yeah. Richie Grant was when he was on the field. Ashton Davis obviously gets a huge bump now with Marcus May headed to IR with the torn Achilles. Yeah. Marcus May, as you mentioned, free agent on the way out the door. Seems like it's going to be Ashton Davis season, Addy. Ashton Davis has a real opportunity right now to have his value skyrocket. I mean, if he, if he finishes the year and, you know, he's already shown that he has – uh, he's a guy that has 10 tackle upside. I think he's already done that twice in like the, the last five weeks. Um, so he's got a, he's got a real shot to, uh, to skyrocket. So yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. It's just, it is kind of funny that <laughs> everyone's out on Richie Grant already. Yeah, truly. No one, no one. I mean, that was a guy that. Uh, he was rookie he, safety one. Yeah, we were. For a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, I think we, it was. Uh, Him and Merrick really. We all pegged him to be the, the Jeremy Chin. Yes, exactly. Stepping into that, 
vacated Keanu Neal role. It just all seemed to be he set was up. gone. Yeah. Yeah. It was, just, it was all there for him. And yeah, this is just not what you want to see, but I think it's another opportunity to buy. I, I think Richie Grant's still a, a good guy to buy. Even Ashton Davis, the guy that you could pick up on the waiver wire, you know, maybe you, you, you try and acquire this guy. So um, both are good buys. I like those guys. I agree. Two chiefs linebackers here to finish this out. Addy Willie gay, your LB 31 versus Pete Werner, your LB 29. And then Nick Bolton, LB 20 versus Kenneth Murray, your LB 17. Chiefs come out on top by about the same margin. Willie Gase, 56.6 over Pete Werner. Nick Bolton, 55.4 over Kenneth Murray. Um, the I don't know. The second one was a little more surprising. You have Murray ranked ahead. He's been hurt. Been disappointing this season for me personally as a flag plant. But uh, is it at all strange to you that the Chiefs linebacker situation, which don't forget Ben Neiman's in the mix, Anthony Hitchens is about to be back in the mix. Yeah. As they pointed out on the Big Nickel episode, Steve Spagnolo, the Chiefs defensive coordinator, hates IDP gamers, mm-hmm. is actively trolling us with these linebacker decisions. Yeah. And yet both these guys edged out other sexy young options for linebacker. I find that a little bit surprising that both guys would edge out the competition. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Now, when we're talking about situations, I mean, we know Kenneth Murray is also in his own weird-ass situation yes, there. Yes, it's so, very strange. You know, it's two weird situations against each other. But, yeah, the Pete Warner situation, that that's the, the Willie Gay-Pete Warner uh, poll. That one's a little interesting to me. I think Pete Warner... Uh, the snaps have declined. Quan Alexander, for whatever reason, got a huge bump last week. Let's play him till his Achilles pops. <laughs> yeah, and it, it will. It'll. It, that's coming. Um, but I think with Warner, we know that it's about to open up for him, and he and when when it does, he's gonna. It's gonna be seamless. He's gonna. He's gonna have a lot of tackles, uh, a lot of chance for for tackles. Demario Davis is already thirty two, thirty three, so he he will be moving on. The time way. is coming. The time is coming. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins. Um, so you know, there's a lot of lot of tackles that are about to leave. We know it's going to be Pete Warner, unless someone else gets drafted. I mean, things can change. We don't know who it's going to be in Kansas City. Yeah, Nick Bolton's had a great season. Yeah. Willie Gay's flashed as well. And Gay was the new hotness before Bolton came on the scene. Yep. So we, I don't really see any clarity there. I can't declare the Chiefs linebacker to roster with any level of confidence. Exactly right. That's that's it. Both those guys, you know, and they're they, they're not. Um, I don't think they're playing both those guys on the field together. No. All the time. Until Anthony Hitchens and Ben Neiman are in a fiery bus crash. Yep. And we can get these two guys out there as the only two linebackers for the Chiefs. It's just it's screwy right now, man. And you, you got you got to kind of hope for a scheme change. You got to hope for maybe the the DC Spags to, to get, get out fired. of there. Yeah, that's that's really what we're hoping. Just because, he's, yeah, I guess, he's probably going to get canned. I mean, they're the one of the worst defenses in the NFL. I think that's what you're hoping for 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 these linebackers. You want to see that for for I think especially for Willie Gay. I like Bolton the most out of the two, of course. Yep, um, I would agree. But yeah, if we could if we could see a scheme change, I think that'll be great for Willie Gay. But I choose Warner personally. 
Um, and then, yeah, I don't disagree with Nick Bolton over Kenneth Murray at this point. Although I agree. we, we, just, I think we still got to be cautious with, uh, don't be too far on Kenneth Murray. That could easily flip and we could, let's see what happens when he comes back from injury. Yep. Yeah. That'll be interesting to see. Yeah. And, uh, you know, third year next year might be just a slow kind of development. Yep. It takes we're, time. We're preaching patience on guys like Devin Bush and Patrick queen. Just pays to be patient sometimes in Dynasty, as much as we'd like them to be superstars right now. All right, before we get out of here, real quick, uh, let's just run through a few other ones that I did. Again, this was these were done um, earlier. I did these about six days ago. Uh, I did Roquan Smith versus Micah Parsons. Roquan took home sixty three percent versus thirty seven percent for Micah. Give me Micah. I you know yeah I don't I don't really disagree. I think Micah might be IDP one hundred one for me right now. Wow. That was really what I was um, getting at. I just wanted to see what the value check on Michael was, and yeah, he is he is confirmed top three at worst. Yes, he is he is definitely leap Devin White at this point. Yep. Um, but I think people still prefer Roquan and Leonard. I would agree. That's what they're. I think the 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 polls will show. As yeah. Well. The uh, any three of those guys, I'm thrilled. That got 143 votes, baby. Let's go, big Great engagement lover. there. Um. Here's another interesting one. Isaiah Simmons versus Logan Wilson. Simmons got 49%. Logan Wilson got 51%. Ooh, because we've we've converted some folks into some Isaiah Simmons stands. So yeah. kind of a little bit surprised that Logan Wilson edged him out there. Yeah, but Logan Wilson has been fantastic. He has, he, uh, and he is the linebacker he's in gonna Cincinnati. Be, he's going to be there for a while. Simmons is still splitting time with Jordan Hicks. And has David Collins to deal lingering. with and Buddha. Yep. Um, I did a Nick Bosa versus Chase Young. Uh, Bosa got 66%. Not surprised. Chase got 34 Um, I agree with that. Um, I did Brian Burns versus Chase Young. Kind of interesting. Brian Burns won? Chase Young. Really? 58% versus 42%. Wow. I did Jamin Collins. Uh, I'm sorry, Jamin Davis versus... Like, why are you throwing <laughs> Jamie Collins into a poll? <laughs> I did, uh, yeah, Jamin Davis versus Zavin Collins. Jamin won 58% to 42%. Okay. Um, I think that's just because Jamin's seeing playing time and Zavin's not. Exactly right. Uh, then I did, I did, this is, this is uh, how I knew that uh, Micah had overtaken Devin. Micah Parsons versus Devin White. Micah won 53% to 47%. Not a surprise. 77 votes on that one. Um, Roquan versus Darius Leonard. Roquan won. Darius Leonard edged him out by 2%. Really? Surprising, too, because uh, Leonard is two years older than Roquan. Two or three. R- Roquan is LB1 right now for me. I think so, too. He's, yeah. he's LB1. Then, I, then I'd probably put Michael Parsons at two. Then I'd probably put Leonard at three. Correct. Um, And I know that doesn't make sense because I said Micah's 101, but, man, I just want that longevity. I want that edge. That. I want that LB. I You're want, canceled. You're canceled. Dana. I want that Cowboys. I want that star on that helmet and hard knocks every three years. Yeah, I, feel I want you. it all. I feel you. Um, uh, a few more left. Okay, Zavin Collins versus JOK. Uh, Zavin, 34% versus 66% for JOK. JOK obviously on the shelf right now with yep. injury, but man, he's flashed. He's looked good. Looks great. I Looks love really it. Really good. Um, Jamin Davis versus JOK. JOK, sixty uh, percent. Davis, forty percent. Not a surprise. Um, and then the last one, Miles Garrett versus TJ Watt. Miles Garrett won. 
Sixty-four percent. I was going to say sixty-three. Yep, to thirty-six percent. Not a surprise. Miles um, Garrett is edge one, right? Um, yes, I think so. I think it, I, I think I have that in the ranks. Bosa He's, edge two. Bosa edge two, and then I have Watt. Watt edge three. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That's how it happened. Watt once again though, just blowing the doors off of uh, of IDP. I think he's averaging like tw- shit, probably closer to like 27, 28 now after that monster week he had. I can't um, wait to see Trayvon Diggs win defensive player of the year over him. <laughs> what a tragedy that will be. That'll be such a shame. Crush the hearts of very few people. Sure. The Watt sure. family and maybe a couple others. Yeah. I don't like TJ Watt. I don't like his celebration. You know that he's a dork. Uh, he's JJ's brother. He's JJ's brother. His coolness factor is capped tremendously. Yeah, that's that's tough. tough So my main takeaway from the polls that you just read there, folks are low on Zayvon Collins right now. Yeah, they are. Great buy window, I feel like. I think so. A lot of great buy windows out there, y'all. Tons. This is the time. We mentioned, I was talking to Addy about this, in terms of why we're doing more Dynasty episodes right now. This is about the time. Mid-season in the NFL calendar. Yeah where teams and managers start to say, all right, this season ain't going to happen. Yeah. Let's start looking to the future. We're at that point, right? We're at the point where you need to start thinking about, uh, you need to pay attention to all the injuries that are going on, all that stuff, who's who's these veterans that are getting signed and stuff, and then you need to look at future. That's yep. we're at the we're at the time where that's what you know what you need to do. We're living in the future, Addy. Yes, sir. Always, always, always three steps ahead. Well, the future I envision for us is snug and warm in our beds. I can't wait. Let's go do it. Thank y'all for listening. We appreciate it. We know this was another whopper of an episode, Addy. We're about two hours and six minutes in right now. Oh boy! So uh, get ready for another whopper on Thursday or Friday. Me and Johnny got uh, our what is this week ten. Week 10 preview. Week 10 preview. I enjoy those tremendously. It's a good time, man. No one, uh, you know. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get a tenderloin biscuit from Rich Pond Market. Look at you. And I'm going to listen to your preview pod. I had one this morning. Yeah, I have have converted Josh. They're great. Big fan. Really, really good. And they have a great local fruit tea vendor that sells their teas there. So Nice. Great little combo to get to start off my morning. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Addy. Always looking out. I've got great taste across the board. You are a tremendous presence in this space. Unreal palate. As we know. Unreal palate. Thank you all for listening. Like I said, stay tuned for Adam and Johnny on Thursday. We also uh, have Evan. He was supposed to drop on Monday of this week. We ended up bumping him back to Sunday. So look forward to the next Big Game Theory episode dropping on Sunday. And uh, big things in the works with that show. We're very excited to uh, tell you more about. But, uh, yeah, signing off for Connie and Addie. This is Josh. Thank you all for listening. We love you all. We'll see you all next week. Addie P. Show. Addie P. Show. Addie P. Show.